0: Back. Hey, 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 I am back. I have been gone for two weeks. I have so many thoughts. Welcome <laughs> to the Media Boat Podcast. Uh, if you don't know what the Media Boat Podcast is, or if this is your first time hearing my voice, we are the Media Boat Podcast. We talk about movies, TV, music, and video games, not necessarily in that order. My name is Mike. With me is Matt. That's new. Hi, it's Matt. Welcome to the Media Vote Podcast. Today is June the 11th,
1: 2022. This is episode 335, I believe. 335! Uh, Thank you for joining us. Yes, we're back live and in person on YouTube. Mike has returned from the East Coast. He has not become a New Englander yet. Just wait. Uh, But yeah, we're happy to be back and we have a big, big show for you. A lot of news and a lot of thoughts because Mike has to do catch-up for the last couple weeks.
0: Yeah, so because I've been gone for two weeks, I've been consuming a shit ton of media. and That's not even a joke, like I said. Yeah. 21, thoughts 21
1: thoughts just salute. coming
0: from my mouth over the course of the next, I want to say, two hours. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. It depends on whether. Start right now. Because we're going to start right now because we got a lot to get to. So right. we're going to start uh, this with the music section. I'm going to start the music section with the Billboard Hot 100. And as it was, it's your number one song by Harry Styles. Still. As it was, still your number one song. At two, First Class by Jack Harlow. First Class. Not by Jack. (laughs) At three, Wait For You by Future, but really it's featuring Drake. So, you know. So, you know, it's got the Drake bump. Uh, At four, It's About Dad Time (laughs) by Lizzo. I need a
1: cinnamon roll. I don't know about you.
0: (laughs) And writing out your top five, Heat Waves by Glass Animals. Back in the top five. Back in the top top five. I guess with real heat waves coming through, uh, people are... It's a summer jam. Looking for that song. It's a summer hit. Um, as for your albums chart, your Billboard 200. Once again, at number one, Harry's House by Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. At number two, Un Verano Ti by Bad Bunny. Yep. Coming in at three, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers by Kendrick Lamar. At four, I Never Liked You by Future. And rounding out your top five Dangerous the Double Album yeah. by Morgan Waller. Crawling
1: back into the top five
0: this week like some shit horrible shambling zombie. I don't know, after two weeks gone and comes yeah. back, who does that? You brought this back with you. I who mean, does that? Who leaves for two weeks yeah. and then comes crawling back? I blame <laughs> you. Blame me anyways. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, uh, if you didn't like any of those albums, we have new releases. We do. Including... The Storm Before the Calm by Alanis Morissette. Yes, yes, that Alanis Morissette. According to
1: Metacritic, this is a um, a uh, uh, an album meant to accompany meditation. This is not a traditional album. This is like a meditation exercise from so Alanis this, to you.
0: So is this in conjunction with Calm the app, the meditation yeah, headspace you know, app?
1: I don't think it is, but that would be really funny. And if it is, then maybe that's understandable. But, like, yeah, like, I don't think it is, but you could probably use it in tandem with that app and be very, very relaxed.
0: I think they're going to. <laughs> All right. Uh, we also have Farm to Table by Bartees Strange.
1: I'll probably listen to this. I like Bar-tease, uh, so I'll check it out.
0: Life is Yours by Foles.
1: What's
0: mine? Oh. In Amber by Hercules and Love Affair. Mm-hmm. 2000 by Joey... Bada. Dollar sign, dollar sign. I believe that's Joey badass. But it's dollar sign, dollar sign. Joey bad cash. Bad cash. Uh, <laughs> uh Vinyl Days by Logic.
1: I thought Logic retired.
0: Logic <laughs> is never anyone's True. forte. He's
1: never truly <laughs> retired, I guess. He's the... Is the Michael Jordan?
0: Uh, we also have Ugly Season by Perfume Genius mm-hmm. and My Other People by TV Priest.
1: Yeah, so something for everybody? Well, maybe more like something for like two people that you know. Something
0: for <laughs> my other people. Exactly. Yes. Alright, let's get into the news and we start with the Grammys because da 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 they have announced rule changes. Well,
1: yeah, and but the real story here is the new awards that they're announcing. The uh, first time in a while that they put new categories in.
0: Uh, first time in a couple of years because yeah. uh, they changed a couple the namings of some. They did. And combined some stuff. But this is actually a new category.
1: Yeah, brand new categories
0: here. Yep. So the Recording Academy has announced several new awards and rule changes for the Grammy Awards, including Songwriter of the Year. That's the big one. Parentheses Mm non-classical, along with Best Score Soundtrack for Video Game and Other Interactive Media. Pretty cool. And a special merit award for Best Song for Social Change. Eh, ambivalent
1: about this one. Like, I get it, like, I get it, but, like, I feel like, I don't know, this is a path down to Best Feel-Good Song of the Year, you know what I mean? Like, you don't want MTV Movie Awards up your award show too much, and I feel like that's edging to that. So
0: this Uh, were a happy... But gets an award.
1: <laughs> no, no. I think this is more like this is where, remember uh, "Same Love by Macklemore yes. back in the day? That's where something like that would go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well. It's the We Are the World Award.
0: It's the We Are the World Award. Other amendments include changes to the Grammy's entry and voting process, yeah. including a rule that ups the minimum new content for album eligibility yeah. from 50%. Up to 75%.
1: Interesting move. Um I don't I can't think of an example right now, but it makes me think that this is a way to pare down uh album of the year a little bit from albums that are made up of singles that released the prior previous year mm-hmm. so that way you don't get those like 25 song long Drake records with a lot of old shit maybe in contention here. I don't know exactly what they're trying to target here, but ultimately it's probably a good idea. Uh the percentages actually reminded me of the a little bit of the Academy's rules for animation. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, like, I had a little bit of thoughts about that. It's like, oh, it's kind of similar in the way that they're like being very granular with how they're designating these
0: things. So watch a 12th track album. only have uh, four repeat songs now. <laughs> Just to get that cut off. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, so all updates go into effect immediately yeah. for the 65th Annual Grammy Awards you are taking place next year, twenty twenty three? So yeah, the
1: next Grammys. So um, so yeah, start thinking about video game scores that you think are uh, Grammy worthy. Like Horizon that came out this year. Yeah. Horizon, Horizon, God of War probably at the War, Yeah, um, that's
0: it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like the Kirby beats.
1: Yeah, Kirby's good, but it's, Kirby's like good. different. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. I don't know. They just gave a Grammy to a Kirby remix, so just it could happen. Counts. just yeah, no, I don't think
0: that counts. <laughs> okay. The specifics of the rule changes are expected uh, and can be seen on the Grammys' actual website, Mm -hmm. grammy.com, but sources tell Variety that the songwriter category is limited to non-performing and (laughs) non-producing songwriters, i.e., those who are credited solely as a writer or co-writer.
1: This makes this category extremely interesting to me, because when you think songwriters... You usually think singer-songwriters. Um, like So, for example, Taylor Swift can't win this unless it's for a song that she didn't perform.
0: But you know who could win this? Well, as an example, uh-huh. it would be Dolly Parton winning this when... Uh, oh, God, what's your face? Winnie Houston saying, I will yeah, always love you. that's a good example. That's the best example I can provide.
1: But yeah, I just think it's very Winnie interesting. Winnie
0: Houston never wrote it. Dolly Parton wrote it. I guess this is to prevent
1: it to be being too similar to the Song of the Year Grammy. Yeah. Because when I brought this up to Chrissy, that was her first... That was the first thing she says. Like, wait a minute, don't they have Song of the Year for the writers? I'm like, no, but this is... This is an opportunity for somebody to win for maybe several songs that they've written that mm-hmm. year. Like, it's not just a song, it's possibly a work... Like, a bunch of work that they've done. So,
0: does that mean that a... Someone who sings on a song, that song is automatically... Disqualified. If they are the writer.
1: So, for example, like I said, Taylor Swift can't win this mm-hmm. as long as she's singing it.
0: As long as also, they're giving credit
1: on it. Also, that means uh producers also don't count here. So, that means that um Jack Antonoff, even though if he has a writing credit on a Taylor mm-hmm. song, can't win because he's also
0: producing He's also producing the album. So, yeah, this is very
1: specific, but I also mm-hmm. think it's cool because... That just shows you how little uh, songwriters that aren't performers and producers are respected. That they didn't have a Grammy until last Night. Oh,
0: there's a lot of songwriters out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, they're out
1: there. They're Especially in like, the country world. Mm-hmm. The country industry is built on the backs of songwriters who make their entire careers selling songs to prominent artists.
0: Yep. It's how Nashville works. It's a 10-year town where you're going to write <laughs> songs for 10 years. Exactly. And then someone's going to give you a shot to produce your own album.
1: Yeah, so... As, as, as Marin said, it was a song about a car and it was a song about a church.
0: Right? <laughs> that I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: So, yeah, um, we'll see how that goes. But I think it's an exciting new category that could open up a Grammy to a lot of people who probably deserved one a long time ago. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think it's really fun. Cool. But speaking of things that aren't so fun, mm-hmm. we're going to turn to a little of uh, in memoriam here for former Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins, whose death was announced back in March. Yeah. Well, the band Foo Fighters and Hawkins family have announced tribute concerts yeah. that will take place in September in London and Los Angeles. The concerts will be held on September 3rd at London's extremely huge Wembley <laughs> Stadium, yeah. and on September 27th at the not anywhere quite as big <laughs> Kia Kia? Yeah, Kia Kia Forum. <laughs> it's just the forum. You don't have to put Kia Forum. It's the Kia Forum. Ugh, why do I they know. have to brand it? World. <laughs> Damn branding. The Forum at Los Angeles. And notably not former Staples Center, now Crypto right. Arena. Yeah, totally. Or right across the street, SoFi Stadium. <laughs> yeah,
1: you'd think they would do this at SoFi. Yes. But
0: no. But no. <laughs> sure. All right, Kia. <laughs> Especially since I think the 27th is a Tuesday. Weird, is it? I think so. Because like, if I'm thinking of the 27th, it, like, you went on a weekend, but... It's like football season. So they can't. So they can't. Unless it's on the 20th. I think 27th is a Tuesday. Let me do a quick check on that. (laughs) Calendar check. All right. What do we got? Yeah, it's Tuesday. Yeah, it's a Tuesday. Well, club going up
1: on a Tuesday.
0: Forum going up on
1: a Tuesday. Anyways.
0: Anyways. um, Hawkins, uh, Taylor Hawkins' wife, Allison, also issued a statement thanking fans for, quote, the outpouring of love each and every one of you have shown our beloved Taylor, as well as the band, with their statement, quote, we consider every band member and the extended Foo, Fam- Foo Fighters team our family. Tickets for this uh, event go on sale on Monday. Will you be getting tickets? No. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> because they're going to be sold out in like a minute. I'm not going to bother. No, this is going to be huge. Yeah. This is going to be a massive thing. It's go- the fact that they were doing one date and only in LA. Well, and in London for our overseas fans. Hi, um, but yeah, like it's kind of it's going to be an absolute shit show trying to get tickets to this thing. I can't imagine trying to get tickets to this thing. However, I'm happy to see that the Foo Fighters are performing again mm-hmm. and doing this as a tribute uh, to Hawkins. I think this is a perfect way to do a tribute. I think it's also a perfect way to. Like, see what, like, maybe an early preview what the band will be like without him, like, how they're moving on, like, what they're doing next because so they can't be done. Dave Grohl can't stop working, he's a prolific man, he just can't stop.
0: It's not like when Lincoln with Lincoln Park, exactly. when Chester Bennington died, he's no. the lead singer, right? You got to replace your lead singer. I'm not Is, saying,
1: that's a you can't yeah, replace not, the drummer. I think, yeah, we're not saying that you can't replace Taylor Hawkins, yes. He was incredible for the Foo Fighters, and he's you know singular individual as a drummer. So we're not saying that he's just a placeholder. You could put any other drummer in there. All I'm saying is, is that I'm glad that they are realistic about this and be like, "But we're a band. We love playing music, and our mm-hmm. fans love the Foo Fighters." I think that's the key. Like they like the statement says, the extended Foo Fighters team. Like that's the it's a family to them. Mm-hmm. They want to keep going. They want to still exist. And I think this is a good torch passing of one era of Foo Fighters ending and another beginning.
0: Um, it's not listed here, but I'm, it is built as Foo Fighters and guests, special right, guests. Right, right. So who knows so who's going know to show up? We don't know who's going to show up. I don't think they're going to even announce who's going to show up. No, it'll be surprised. It'll just be surprised. surprise after surprise. I would be surprised
1: if it was a lot of people that were like tangential to the Foo Fighters coming up, like a lot of bands from that era. Yeah. Like maybe we'll see some Stone Temple Pilots in there. Maybe we'll see some like Black keys. yeah, maybe um, yeah, all sorts
0: of bands that that in, uh, either influence influenced
1: them or were around them in the scene at the time. Yeah. So yeah, it could be really cool.
0: I'm gonna try and get tickets. I mean, go for it. I'm gonna go for it to try. <laughs> oh, you try, can try is try. an awful word there. Yeah, like, like you said, I expect this thing to be sold out instantly if you're not. Yeah. Like. In there, right, I mean, right like 10 a.m., whenever it starts. I
1: didn't even try to get early tickets to Carly Rae Jepsen at the Creek. Because I was like,
0: S- things have changed
1: since the last time I saw her.
0: It's not going to be easy anymore. <laughs> well, she's so. putting out a new album, too.
1: That too. But anyways. Anyways. Uh, I see you've added a story here. I almost put this, but I thought the other two were a little bit more important. Yeah, that's why this is just a one-liner here. I'm not saying this is not important. I'm just saying that like I didn't have room for it, but yeah.
0: But yeah, um, as of announced what, less than 24 hours ago, Yes. Justin Bieber took to social media, yes, that Justin Bieber, Yeah. Uh, to share that he has Ramsay Hunt disease. Yeah. Or, or syndrome, not disease. Syndrome.
1: And I guess what this means is that half his face has become paralyzed.
0: It's slowly becoming paralyzed. Yeah. yeah,
1: so I'm not sure what this means about his career. I don't know if he's going to continue performing and recording. I believe that he can still probably do it, but it might be more difficult for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I have no idea what this means for Justin Bieber going forward, but it's certainly interesting, and I don't know where this came from.
0: Um, genetic? I mean, maybe. I, I, don't, I, don't I don't
1: know. I don't know anything about this. And we do not have time to look it up.
0: No, no, I'm not <laughs> going to look it up. Because we have thoughts to talk about. Yeah, just a handful. Uh, just a handful here, but yeah. more to come. Uh, so, you want to start or you want me to start? I'll go ahead and
1: start. I did catch up. I just do a couple of records that came out last week. Because okay. I didn't get to them. I'll just re- be brief here. First up, the new Angel Olsen record, Big Time. I think you should check this out. Ooh. Angel Olsen's always been kind of, like, tangentially related to a folk kind of country sound. She deviated from that last couple of records. She went a little bit more big and orchestral. Here she goes full country. Um, mm-hmm. It is a traditional country record um, through the Angel Olsen lens. And it's a fun time. It, it does air a little bit uh, towards the ballad side, so a little bit slower. Um, so it's not what you would think as, like, a summer fun country kind of record but it is very like traditional country sounds with the traditional angel olsen songwriting and her voice i think it works i think i really enjoy it i think it's my favorite angel olsen record since burn your fire for no witness back in 2015 so i had a good time with it uh so if you're a fan of hers or if you want to try some like more like alternative classic country i would say give it a shot then on the complete other end of the spectrum, I listened yes. to 12 Carat Toothache, which I think I accidentally referred to in
0: my solo cast last week as 24 Carat Toothache. I think you did, yes. Uh, but yeah,
1: 12 Carat Toothache <laughs> by Post Malone. I
0: think you got confused with 24-Karat. I golden. think I did,
1: yes. Um, but yeah, this is the new Post Malone record, and if you have listened to Post Malone's full albums before, you know more or less what to expect here. He is living on a fucking uh, like genre roulette these days. He <laughs> spins the wheel and he lands on something and he does it. But this time I think it works in his favor. Um, it's actually feels of a piece. It doesn't deviate too much where it feels like, oh, that's weird. That was a weird experiment. It seems like it's very evenly balanced with pop songs and rap songs. And I think that, I'll say it again, just like Drake, he... I, he's so good at the pop songs that I don't even know why he raps still. <laughs> I feel the same about Drake, but even more so about Post Malone. The pop songs here are good. Like, capital G, good. Like, he's very good at that.
0: He's a pop artist. I mean, we
1: saw that with Sunflower yeah. and, with, Circles. Um, and with Circles before. The ones here are just as good. Maybe not maybe even, like, better. Um, the lowest points for me are the traditional raps. Uh, I think it starts kind of weak. It gets better as it goes. Uh, But yeah, if you like Post Malone, I think this is still him operating like the way that you would expect, but in a more refined way. And I think that the focus helps him. It's also not very long. It's like a 40 minute record, which is rare these days. So uh, I enjoyed my time with it. I don't think I'm going to return to it. It's not 100% my jam. But don't be surprised if you find several of these songs on the radio as big hits soon. This will chart next week. Just watch.
0: Well, it's Post below. Yeah. He, I he, expect it to chart. He will always
1: chart. Yes.
0: All right. Uh, speaking of things to where you're, you know what you're expecting when you're going into it. Right. Yes. Carrie Underwood put out a new album. When you call it Denim and Rhinestones, you know exactly what you're getting. Um, yes. Carrie Underwood lists things. Because we <laughs> go together like Denim and Rhinestones. Yeah. No, that's actually what the first yeah, song is called. Yes. I believe
1: it. I 100% believe those are the lyrics of that song. <laughs> <laughs> you could told me that before the song came out, and I would believe it. Dude.
0: Anyway. Anyways, yes. Uh, Deadman Rhinestones. It's actually a good Carrie Underwood album. It reminds me of Blown Away back in 2011. So this a lot of a ret- it is a return to form. A lot of the yeah. big, bombastic. Both rock, both pop. It's as if someone said, Carrie, you got to put out some hits here. You're going yes. up against Marin Morris. You're going up against... Yeah, because notably, the yeah. last
1: thing she did was My Savior, that Christian
0: record. Uh, My Gift. My Gift? Yes.
1: Wasn't there also something called My Savior? Did she do two?
0: No, I think it was just My Gift, which was the Christmas Christian album. Really? I
1: thought there were two of those. Right. Whatever. Anyways. Anyways. She was dabbling in Christian Christian stuff for a little bit. Yeah. Now she's back to just her regular country
0: career. Yes problem is, though, Miranda Lambert came out with a full-on country yeah. album a month ago.
1: I think they're doing different things. Yes, they're in the same kind of ballpark. Um, umbrella country. But they're in different positions oh, on that ballpark. Oh, totally different positions. Yeah, like, I feel like... Carrie's
0: like, leans heavily into yeah. that rock-pop sound here, yeah. whereas Miranda leans solely into that country... That rock, rock kind rock. of zone nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. But, um, no, this is a good one. Right. I liked okay. a lot of this stuff on this album. There's actually some stuff at the end of this album. I thought, hey, this sounds a bit like probably Ray Jefferson. Really she should sing stuff like this. Interesting. It was super interesting and super good. Yeah. I really liked this album. I don't know if it's going to play by the the end of the year though. Yeah. That's the big problem I have with this is that you're now competing with Miranda with Casey. Yeah. with uh, it's a wider field. It's a wider I, field. Many times. And I
1: don't want to say to give the impression that we're like, oh, she's only competing against the women, because that's a little unfair. No. But like, what I will but say though is that, yeah, yeah, like I think that in the current country landscape, though, is going to be enough for her to get back to that prominence that she was at before.
0: Even Dolly Parton's Run, Rose Run, <laughs> I want to say was a better record because I could see more visually with this. But this sure. is definitely a pop, a rock pop album. This yeah. has hits. This has singles. Okay. I don't know if it's a full album, but what I have heard, I liked. I want her to continue it out of the road. This is like her inner groove in her wheelhouse. You get the big, long, Carrie yelling, mm-hmm. but also with like the rock hard, Carrie's just going at it hard, 100%. Yeah. got really like Yep. Got it. I really like this album. All right.
1: I might check this out. Um, once upon a time, I liked Carrie Underwood. I voted really? for an American Idol. Fun fact.
0: Uh, 15 years ago, <laughs> or something like that. Oh, yeah. It's probably longer than that. 2005. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways.
1: <laughs> time. Where's it go?
0: Time. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, speaking of time. Yeah. Um, I also listened to a second album. Yeah. Yeah. Reminds me. Uh, who,
1: which guy George Ezra is? Is he the Budapest guy? He is the Budapest okay, guy. I thought
0: he was the Budapest guy. He's the shotgun guy. I, I only remember Budapest. Everyone remembers Budapest. <laughs> but yeah, that's George Ezra, and he's come out with a new album. Right. I think it's it's only on Apple Music right now, Is that what the little subheader said the to bod? it? odd? Okay. Yeah, called oh Gold Rush Kid. All right. And this is exactly it. Speaking of people in their wheelhouse, <laughs> here comes George Ezra in his folksy... Guitars, uh, acoustic, uh, playing ass, <laughs> just going at it. It's fun. I like it. Right. I think it's his best album to date. I don't know if it's going to be like big enough to like be pop, though. Yeah. But he's definitely getting better. Okay. Uh, right. Especially over the course of the year. Especially what, Budapest was, what, five years ago?
1: Uh, if not longer. If not
0: longer than that.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, he's put out, I think, uh, an album since then. So this is his third or fourth album now. Okay. But he's definitely getting better. I like a lot of the lyrics in here. A lot of them, um, for some reason or another, just hit with me. All right. I couldn't explain it, but it's cool. like it's just like the way he he sings. That it's like, hey, I'm like I'm playing, but I'm playing to you, and I'm playing to stuff that you know and can relate to, and it just hits. The folkie songs hit. Cool. It's not big. He doesn't get drowned out. His voice is so soothing. That might be like the what the key is. That's so <laughs> unique and soothing. That you're like, oh yeah, I'm just like bopping around and jamming to this thing. All right, it's so, a nice album. Nice summer drive. It's a nice summer drive album. album. Okay, sounds all right. Yeah, but then again, it's George Ezra. Yeah, it's a hit and miss with a lot of people. I know sure. that. Sure. So, but overall, it seems my like Miles made seems like good vibes this week. It's a good vibe.
1: Something that, for everybody. Something uh, to put on your car and enjoy.
0: I, yeah, no bad albums. Cool. Yeah.
1: Yep. All right. I think we can move on to the next section. All and right.
0: So let's go to video games. Big week in video games. Oh, big week. And we'll start with new releases, including Neon White for the Switch and PC. This seems cool as shit.
1: This is a first-person card-based shooter that's also run-based. Yeah, Yeah. running roguelike. This, believe it or not, is one of the guys from the... Remember Donut County? Yes. Yeah, Ben Esposito uh, is part of this. Really? Yeah, I know. Complete departure (laughs) from what Donut County was. That's enough for me to want to check this out. It's on Switch and PC, though, which is kind of limiting. I'd rather play this, you know, on a PS5 if I could. But, but yeah, it's interesting nonetheless, and I might check this out.
0: Yeah, uh, I've seen a lot of gameplay on this, and it looks weird. It looks looks crazy, but at the same time, it looks like it all meshes well together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We also have Redout 2 for everything.
1: Futuristic racing. I feel like this is like a kind of.
0: Wipeout. They weren't making Wipeout for a few years, so they decided to make a Wipeout for themselves. Yep. (laughs) Uh, There's also Skeleton Crew for the PC. Don't know what this is. It's Skeleton Crew.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Omori for the PS4 and Switch.
1: Yeah. And your big release. Well, funny, kind of.
0: If you're into it, if you're in your 40s. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, <laughs> colon, Shredder's Revenge yep. for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC.
1: They've been teasing this for years at this point, like yep. at least a couple years since they revealed it. This is a set a brawler in the form of like those old TMNT braw- brawlers, like the arcade, arcade game versions. and the NES game. It's in the style of that, except modernized. And yeah, it seems like if you're a Turtles fan, this is kind of the ultimate Turtles game.
0: Yep. Ultimate Turtles. Ultimate Turtles. Yes,
1: <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ultimate Turtles. Yep. Uh, for our, by, by the way, for our uh, our uh, fans across the pond, uh, those are the uh, the uh, uh, teenage uh, teenage mutant hero
0: turtles. Oh, uh, they can call them ninjas. Do not know that. Yeah. No.
1: Apparently, overseas uh, in certain regions they call them the hero turtles, tur- in regions where ninja was like banned. Really? Yes.
0: <laughs> Look it up. Anyway. Well, I mean, I believe it, but. <laughs> You know, weird EU weird. Yeah Pe- Peggy <laughs> listings. Who Peggy, believe it or not? Really? I love, I love Peggy. Uh, yeah. Peggy 18. <laughs> Anyways. Yes, that's dating yourself right there. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Do yeah, I don't think they have Peggy anymore. Not anymore. Anyway. Anyways, it's the first week of June, which means yes. it's E3.
1: Except it's not, weirdly yes. enough. Um, E3, of course, isn't happening this year, but in its place is the Summer Games Fest, or the Summer Games Mess, depending on who you ask. And this is Jeff Keighley's rounding up of all the developers who would have showed something at uh, E3 if there was one. So this is going over the course of, I would say a week, but it's beyond that, actually. Mm -hmm. I saw a giant, like, schedule spreadsheet that I was like, I'm not even going to bother with this. uh, That broke down everybody who's showing something in the next few weeks. But started properly yesterday with what they call opening, what do they call that thing? Opening day live or something like yeah, that? Yeah, where he
0: went through a two-hour yeah. um, just live stream of bringing on different developers, Yeah. talking about their games, so doing footage, big doing videos, trailers, doing
1: trailers. So let's go through what they showed yesterday in that.
0: So the big announcement, which yes. shocked nobody. Because it was leaked right before the show. The Last yeah. of Us Part <laughs> 1. Yes. Was announced. Sorry for those of you who were expecting part three. <laughs> may or may not actually be in the works. Who knows? Yes. But it is the remake of the first game. Yeah. From the PS3 area. Yeah. Which got a remaster for the PS4. Right. And now it's getting up completely redone with the new, with the new engine and yeah. with the new graphics for the PS5. And... See. i
1: wanted to note that and stress this that means that there's not going to be a ps4 version of this because there's obviously already a ps4 version of this mm-hmm. so this is purely a ps5 and pc like the most horsepower they can pump into the original game as possible it looks like some for some of the comparison shots they showed they're actually redoing a lot of the character animation mm-hmm. in cutscenes they showed uh the remastered version of ellie right next to the New version the part of The part one version of Valley, and yeah, it's night and day. Yeah, it's very similar to what stuff looked like in part two. Uh, so, I am not interested in this at all because I played the first one, and then I played the remaster, and then I bounced right off of part two. So I'm like,
0: I think I don't need to go back to part one. I don't need to go back to part no. one either. I'm not like I said this is for people who who missed missed it. it. Yeah, and then missed the remaster.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't get. Uh, yeah. I, I, obviously, I know who this is for, but I'm like, just like, how many of those people are around? Like, So I feel like if you played part two, you had to have played, or at least know the context for part one. Mm-hmm. Is this just to have something with Last of Us on the box for when the HBO series starts? Uh,
0: which they did bring out a couple people yeah. to say, hey, we're going to be in it.
1: So I don't know. I don't know what to feel about this. It's very strange to me,
0: but I'm sure it'll sell
1: like crazy. Because it's The Last of
0: Us. Because it's The Last of Us. But that's
1: not the only Last of Us thing they confirmed.
0: No, because they also confirmed that the multiplayer game will be coming in its own standalone game. Separate thing. Separate. Uh, What was originally supposed to be part of an attachment to Last of Us Part Two is not getting its complete own new game, own new setting. Spoilers. It looks like San Francisco, or at least Oakland.
1: Yeah, something Bay Area.
0: Um. Or Brooklyn, who knows? It's just a bridge in the background. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, but yeah, a standalone game, not connected, Yeah, own separate characters, n- unknown if it's going to have a story involved.
1: I bet there's context. I bet
0: there will be some context in there. But for the most part, we will be getting a multiplayer game dot dot dot. Someday. At some point. <laughs> possibly next year
1: they only showed early concept art and we're talking about it very like conceptually um yeah they mentioned that it's going to be a multiplayer uh not necessarily just competitive it looks like there's going to be some cooperative elements and there will be some sort of overarching story that will guide you through that experience but it's going to be focused on multiplayer a live game if you will it's part of that Sony's new push for live games, live like service games. One to ten, I think they said that they're going to launch over the next five years. Yep. So this is Naughty Dog helping Sony with that project. Um, again, I don't
0: know. Thinking if of I Naughty Dogs. This, but, yeah, but speaking of Naughty Dogs and projects,
1: yeah, they
0: also confirmed that the team is big enough yeah. to support several IPs running at the same time.
1: Which makes you think, wait a minute, I thought they were done with Uncharted. Do we finally see something new?
0: Or do we see what the next thing is past Last of Us Part 3?
1: All I can say is that I hope to God they don't do sci-fi horror.
0: Because... <laughs> because a lot of developers <laughs> are leaning heavily yes. into sci-fi horror. Right. Including, but not limited to, yeah. Fort Solus.
1: So yeah, Fort Solus. they didn't show it showed footage of this, but they confirmed that this will have Troy Baker in it.
0: Yes. <laughs> Aliens, colon... Dark Descent. They say there's a new
1: Aliens game. It's unclear exactly what kind of game it is. They just showed some, like, cutscene footage of it. But it's
0: yet another game in the Aliens universe. Yep. Routine, which may or may not be a uh, in line with 12 minutes, right. where you're just doing a time loop.
1: But sci fi horror shooter. But sci fi horror shooter. <laughs>
0: And more footage of the Callisto Protocol, which is the Dead Space thing.
1: Yeah, we talked about that briefly last week, or I talked about that briefly last yes. week for the Sony stuff. They showed this at State of Play, but they actually showed gameplay of it this time, mm-hmm. and it looks even more
0: like Dead Space than it yes. did
1: before. So Wait,
0: you mean the square-ass gun does not give it away? That it's <laughs> dead fucking space? <laughs>
1: health on your back? Like, they love Dead Space so much. I mean, it's the guy who made it, so yes. like it, m- it makes sense, but seriously... Just the one, still, the one-two punch of this and then the Dead Space remake a month later yes. is wild to me. If, you're, if you like Dead Space, you're very, very happy right now.
0: If you like Call of Duty, you're also very happy because Modern yeah. Warfare 2 gameplay was it, like a 14 yeah. minute trailer of like the opening uh, Watercraft uh, on the boat thing.
1: Yeah, I don't want to shock it, anybody by saying this, but it looks like Modern Warfare. It looks I like don't Call shock Duty. anyone, but it looks yeah. pretty good
0: because... The reason they show the one on the boat is so they can show off the water (laughs) physics, show off the light bouncing, and show off all the gunplay.
1: I mean, I really liked that uh, reboot, Modern Warfare, a few years ago. Mm -hmm. I think it was the best quality they'd done in a long time. But then
0: they whipped twice in a row, so I don't know. Right, but this is Warfare 2. I know. So it's not... Resulting on anything former,
1: and I imagine that this will also be the vehicle that they put
0: out a new Warzone
1: with. Yes, um, so uh, expect a new generation of that.
0: So yeah, Modern Warfare. I want to say it's coming out in October. Mm-hmm. That's what I saw. Um, we also they also announced Layers of Fears yeah. from Bluebird Team. Yeah, not Silent Hill. Yeah,
1: I mentioned that because this requires some context. So the last month has been nothing but rumors about Silent Hill coming back. Like, so much evidence that the Bloober team specifically was developing some sort of Silent Hill game, Mm -hmm. and that if they were going to announce it, it would be this week. Well, they were on this list, and everybody thought for sure that this was going to be Silent Hill. Turns out it's not, so Layers of Fears looks like a re... Not necessarily a remake or a remaster, but like a reconceptualization of their previous Layers of Fear games, which they have previously put out. This is kind of a reimagination, I guess, if you will, of that. Uh, so if you like those horror games, then maybe you're excited for this. But I feel like I have not heard good things about Bloober Team's output for people who actually like horror games.
0: So we'll see. We'll see on that one. We'll see. Um, there's also a showcase from a new studio, Nightingale, yeah. who were former Bioware devs. Yeah. Um, and they showed new a new procedural generation system
1: yeah so some, some, just some tech, some tech tech demo, demo. To show off stuff
0: yep um there's also marvel's midnight suns yes. a new trailer for that a little bit more of the story but also confirmed october 7th release date mm-hmm. and we'll feature spider-man because that's how you're gonna try and get yep. people into it
1: so yeah this is in case you missed it this is the the x-com with marvel's superheroes yep so could be cool
0: um, this also leans into the Midnight Suns MCU that yes. people really, really want. Yes. So this is your first foray into Midnight Suns. It may not be your last foray yeah. into Midnight Suns. Yeah. Um. They also showed showed off Stormgate, uh, which is with a new RTS from ex Blizzard yep. devs. Yep. 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 Uh, more Street Fighter VI gameplay, which was also showed off. Yeah, at the Play before. To play,
1: also Capcom will have their own event uh this week that where they will show even more Street Fighter 6 stuff, at least the stuff that hasn't already been leaked.
0: Yep, <laughs> there's also a Flashback 2 trailer, yeah, sequel to Flashback, the game from the <laughs> 90s. I want to yeah, say,
1: yeah, 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 like a 2D guy, like
0: rotoscope
1: animation thing, yep. finally coming back.
0: And lastly, yeah, Saints Row, hey, not officially announce a release date
1: but no that, that's, still, that's, august. Still, that's still, still, still august still august they, okay they it was february and then they delayed it uh to august that's still coming out but we get a little tease yes
0: we get saints row colon boss ah. factory yes. which is a character creator demo available now yeah
1: if that name sounds familiar it's because they're obviously playing off of the very popular i believe it's a polygon feature monster factory Mm-hmm. which was, I believe, one of the McElroys was involved in that, which was basically like, let's see what grotesque things we can make in a character creator in a game. So this is a character creator. It's a demo for the character creator that will be in the Sanspro game. Um, unclear whether there's some gameplay attached to this, the footage suggested that maybe there is a little bit of an open world that you can play around with. Uh, with this character
0: creator. What do you mean if you want to run around and Maybe? like try out your character? I'm yeah. not
1: sure. I'll check this out. Uh, this is out now. Mm-hmm. As of the announcement, they dropped it right away. I will check this out before next week, so I'll be able to talk about it. But you know me. If you know this podcast, you know me. I love a good character creator. I will just sit down for an hour and just t- tool around with the character creator if you give me the time. So as soon as I get home, that is what I'm doing. Uh, so I'll definitely talk about this next week and see what's in here.
0: Yeah, it looked insane. It It looks looks crazy. elaborate. It's, yeah. I
1: saw you can pick, like, number of teeth in the mouth kind of shit. Like, they're going really (laughs) deep in this one and all sorts of sliders and nudity.
0: (laughs) As soon as you get to sliders and and changing skin tones, you're like, yep. And then just accessory of after accessory of the wazoo. Get ready. Yep. Uh, I expect some very, both creative and also not creative (laughs) characters to come out of this.
1: Yeah, yeah. Look forward to that. Yep.
0: Uh, but, if you notice, we're talking mainly about PlayStation stuff and kind of Switch yeah. stuff. So, that just leaves. Where's the Xbox stuff? Well, Xbox having their fan Fest checks watch tomorrow. So,
1: yes, if you're listening to this, uh, it will be Sunday the 12th, regardless of when you're listening to this. So, before or after. Uh, but, yes, as of this live show, it is tomorrow. That is the Xbox and Bethesda Showcase. But... We did hear a couple things from the company ahead of that
0: presentation. Yep, including that Microsoft is expanding its Xbox Game Pass Ultimate offering Mm -hmm. with game demos and the ability to play purchase games via cloud streaming. Where
1: have I heard game demos recently? Oh yeah, it's what Sony's doing. I wonder if they were going to do that already or whether
0: this pushed
1: pushed their hand, where they're like, all right, we should probably do the same shit.
0: Like, oh, why can't we do this same Why can't thing? we do this?
1: Yep. I'm very interested in how they do the demos, because obviously we know Game Pass has first-day releases for first-party stuff. So mm-hmm. is this third-party games that aren't on Game Pass? What is this? So I'm really interested to see what demos are offered.
0: Right. Later this year, yeah. the company said it intends to roll out the ability for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members mm-hmm. to play from the cloud, quote, Select games they have already owned or have purchased yeah. outside, the Xbox, outside the Xbox Game Pass library. Could be
1: cool. Uh, could be a cool way around things that not everything's obvious on Game Pass. So, for example, like if they deal, do a deal uh, with like Activision or something, they can mm-hmm. get, hey, Modern Warfare 2, did you buy it? Well, you have it, so here, play it on our cloud. Mm-hmm. We don't care. You bought it. That would be cool.
0: Additionally... Microsoft has said it's on track to release at least five first-party games in the next year, which would match or exceed <laughs> the output of the previous 12 months.
1: Yeah, this is, I think, a response to everybody was like, what does Microsoft have this year?
0: Yep. There's no announcement. Where's the first-party game? Nothing. Why do I own this if I can't play it? If I play it also on other stuff.
1: Like, after Halo, it's just been a desert for mm-hmm. them. Um, One last thing that wasn't in this story but I want to add is that Samsung announced that they will have a Xbox Game Pass streaming channel built into their future televisions. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of their move to get a lot of video game streaming options on there. So that's one of the apps that they will feature. So that's Xbox starting to dip into putting Game Pass streaming, cloud streaming on uh, other devices besides Xbox.
0: Um, Also note... um I don't think there's a huge announcement for this, but Netflix does have games yeah. available
1: so to play. So that we might be able to talk about next week because they have a slated show that they're going to talk about their shit this week. So get ready. It seems like early news seems to suggest that it's um, that that it's very simple kind of mm-hmm. games. Like they confirmed that Oxenfree Two, the sequel to Oxenfree, will be coming to this thing, as well as Kentucky Route Zero. Uh, which was a an adventure game that was released in parts over the last few years. So it's that kind
0: of game you yeah. expect to see on Netflix. It's got to be something that's able to play either point phone. and click or on a phone. Yeah.
1: Uh, Neat idea, though. Uh, but we'll see what they do. Like
0: I, said, that, like I said, you can go on Netflix right now and there is a game section that you can play yeah. some app-like games. But they're making deals. But they're making actual deals. Yeah, they're making new deals for new we'll games. We'll figure that out possibly next week.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about that maybe. Main-
0: we have thoughts. Yeah. I have thoughts. So, did you get happen to get around to playing uh, Horizon Forbidden West New Game Plus? <laughs> no, because remember, I do not have a copy of that anymore. Which oh, right. It to the Game Fly. Uh, but eventually, maybe I will return to that game. So, uh, but
1: for now, no.
0: Well, I got around to yeah. at least starting it. Okay. And. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> I like having to be able to do the Game Plus. Sure. But then I realized, oh, wait, that's right. This game is so goddamn long. Yeah, that's It took me three months to beat this game. Yeah. And I'm, like, after I got through the first part, I'm, like, and, like, right into the, the new open world, I'm, like, do I really want to go through all of this again? Like, I, I'm yeah. all hooked up now. I'm able to take out enemies quickly, but at the same time, I know how long it takes you to get at least halfway through before yeah. everything else starts to open up.
1: And I don't think this is for people who just finished it. I think this is, maybe come back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, like, give it, a, give it some months.
0: Let, let it breathe. There's nothing coming out this year. You'll have time. Oh, I'll have time by the end of the year. Yeah. We'll come, come back into this. Yeah. So, yeah, it's there. Um, it still looks good. But, yeah, it's fun, like, having all your weapons come back with you and just, like, oh, yeah. yeah Mow you down, mow you down, bomb, 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 done. Right. Like, feel like the badass that you've always wanted to be. But I do like that there you can get the upgraded weapons. I just haven't gotten that far yet. Sure. Uh, but in the meantime, what I have been playing my time with is Summer Game.
1: And yes. I talked about
0: playing Summer Game. <laughs> uh, that being of uh, Lego Star Wars colon, Skywalker Saga.
1: Alright, so how is this treating you so far? I know it deviates from the traditional LEGO formula in a few ways. I saw some footage that was like, "Wait, there's numbers popping off of the enemies. What yes. is
0: this, Borderlands?" Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, numbers popping off of the enemies. Yeah. Not just that, but gone are the traditional side-scrolling adventures. Now it's uh, open world based. Open world, okay. Um, uh, similar to how each, I want to say, No Man's Sky. Where each planet is its own open world. Oh, interesting. But yeah, you you, you like Mario off, Odyssey. Mario Odyssey, <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not. It's all open world based. It's you, uh. you run around. Um, there's a shit ton of stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm just going through the story so I can unlock all the characters and then go back and farm everything. But it is fun. Cool. This is the definition of fun. This is the definition of people who love. Not just the Lego games, but Lego Star Wars games as well. Yeah. And rebuilding it, pun intended, uh-huh. from the ground up. So
1: now that we're playing it, do you have an idea of why it took so long for this thing to finish? Oh, like, so many goddamn like, characters. Yeah, it's just big, huh? It's
0: just huge. Um, I'm in the middle of episode six. <laughs> I've already gone through one through three. Yeah. And then four, five, and then six right now. And okay. I'll get through seven, eight, nine. Uh, it wants you to play episode four first, but you can play okay. any trilogy in any order you want. Okay. You also uh, can jump around, like you want to play the first episodes of everyone, and then the second episodes, and the third episodes. Um, it allows you to jump around, but it does lock the story from uh, per trilogy. Okay. So, so if you have you, to finish
1: the entire trilogy before you move on to the next one.
0: No. 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 In terms of you can't play episode three until you've played episode one and two. Oh,
1: okay. Okay. You just have to go in chronological.
0: No, like I I can start with seven. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. Within the trilogy, within the trilogy, yes. Yeah, that's what
1: I'm talking about. You can't just go straight to episode three. No, from the top.
0: Yeah, it wants you to play the story mode within everything, which makes sense. Which, yeah, it makes sense story wise. Um, a lot of the humor is still there. A lot of it, you get a little chuckles here, especially if you're familiar with the previous games. Yeah, God, all the carrots everywhere replaced with cake for some reason. Weird. Weird, yes. <laughs> uh, but. It's also a very memeable game, as in all the cutscenes are just the memes that we've seen online. Yeah, they're just the core elements to get you to know the story. Assuming, for some reason or another, you've never actually watched Star Wars,
1: <laughs> or if you have, it's like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, Look at the
0: thing we're doing. It's like, haha, we we know this scene's coming up, so yeah. we're just gonna like lean right into it and say the lines you want us to say. Uh, that's actually the next question I had for you: Do the Legos talk in this? Yes, they do. Uh, I don't like them. That's that's okay because there is a mumble mode you can. Try. Yes. That is the one thing <laughs> that I do love about this is that all the collectibles and stuff you can unlock different things. Oh, that's great. Yes. One including mumble mode. Um, Please. There's like breadstick lightsabers. There's party. <laughs> there's disco world where oh, everyone's disco. Lot. Everyone's just dancing constantly. Oh, it's great. a disco party. That's one. Uh, but all these are part of the unlockables, and there's so many goddamn things to unlock. That's part of the fun thing of Legos, oh, yeah. of Lego games, oh, is yeah. that. There's always so much stuff to unlock, uh, but what Lego Star Wars does great is that it splits it up into two parts: both the hub world unlockables as well as the in-game um, like level unlockables. Mm-hmm. So as much as you're you need to complete the levels, like 100% collect everything, there's a lot more to unlock in the uh, open hub world. It reminds me a lot of what Marvel did with the Avengers games. Mm-hmm. And the Marvel uh, heroes games, where it's a big open world. Whether it was Manhattan or the chronological, or, or uh, Chrono City, whatever it was for uh, Lego Heroes Two, where it's open world. You're running around, you're collecting everything, but each different planet is its own, its open world in itself. Okay. <laughs> so it's not. So fortunately they're not all connected. But each world is huge enough to support. A reason being, its own planet. Not just its own planet, but its own like city within the planet. Because you don't, okay. stupid Star Wars dragon. You, you don't go to the whole planet. You live to the city within the planet. Yeah, I
1: know it's confusing sometimes. Yeah, it's like
0: oh, I'm going to Bespin. Like no, you're no, going to Cloud, Cloud city, city in Bespin, yes. or the Forest Moon of Endor. Yes. <laughs> <It's>
1: ridiculous.
0: <laughs> or Moss Espa on Tatooine. <laughs> you're not going to the whole of Tatooine. Uh, but, each, but each city is stupidly huge to where, one, you can kind of get lost at a point, but you can also, like, trigger accessibilities and way maps and stuff. So it's fun. It's accessible. It's a really good game. Not just for, like, young yeah, and old. Like it. It's, it spans the gamut. It's a family game. It's a fun game. So, I can't praise a thing long enough. Then
1: the question is, as a veteran of the LEGO series... Do you think this is the best one they've done?
0: Um, yes, because it's <laughs> le- it's more than the complete saga. Because mm-hmm. this might
1: be a little, I ask, because this is kind of a swan song, because this is the last one in this Warner deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, So what happens next for LEGO? Do you think that they get another developer to do something similar to this game? Or do you think they wipe the slate clean and let a developer come up with a brand new idea for a LEGO franchise?
0: I say give me DLC for the Mandalorian. So you're
1: saying, I'm not done with this game, let me have this game. Oh no,
0: I'm I'm happy with this game, with Skywalker Saga, but I'm saying, can we please add on to it? Like, all the extra stuff that's come onto it. Like, the Bad Batch. Sure. Um Where you can go... Like, we can do separate... I mean, that actually wouldn't be a bad thing if you do a Clone Wars expansion and uh-huh. each planet has its own single mission. Because there's, like, 15 planets on there. So you can just throw in 15 missions yeah. of running around as clone troopers fighting the Clone War. You can do the Mandalorian, because that's also planet hopping. Put that in there. You can do, like... Uh, Ahsoka, because that's coming out soon as well. well. I mean, we'll There's see There's a lot of stuff do. that you can still add it's with it. It's just that it.
1: I don't know if this team is making more content for that's this because thing, of all the yes. drama. Like, this thing t- existed on either side of this complete shake-up in the company. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons, presumably, why it took as long as it did. So, I don't know if you can put more content on this. That's why I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if they do just completely just wipe the slate clean and be like, okay, new developer, you
0: Make a new Lego game. So this might be it. I don't know if I would want a new Lego game. It's that good. (laughs) It's the forever Lego game. It's the forever Lego game. It's a (laughs) a legacy game. It's a saga game. It's it's a love letter to the game. to not just Legos, but also to Star Wars and all the Lego games that came before it. We know what you're expecting because (laughs) we assume you've played them. But also, if you haven't, here's the twist we're putting on it. So it's new and fresh for you.
1: Well, cool. I'm glad that it's good, and I'm glad that it's a lot, enough content to keep you busy for a while. Uh, I would it's not be definitely surprised if, characters. I uh, I would not be surprised to <laughs> be uh, talk about this more at the end of the year.
0: Oh, you will definitely not be surprised to talk
1: about. All this right, end of the year. let's move on. Then all I played was I played more Vampire Survivors, which, by the way, you need to check that out.
0: you told me to check that
1: out. Oh my God. Um. So yeah, like I said, it's three dollars. Yeah. And I think you can play on anything. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, it's just not on Switch, unfortunately. It would be the perfect Switch game. I'll have
0: some time tomorrow, and maybe I'll check it out. It's on computer,
1: though, so you'd have to figure out how to finagle that. In this oh, computer. on a computer? Yeah, that's the thing. Like I said, it's not on Oh, console. so it's on yeah. PC? So you I might... can play it on my phone? No. Okay. Sorry.
0: So you might have to wait,
1: but once you have the ability to play it,
0: oh, uh, you should I, play I it. I may or may not have the ability to play it this weekend. I'll well, talk about that after See. Okay. Yeah,
1: it's, it's nice, and uh, yeah, if you have a game pass uh subscription is on mm-hmm. pc game pass as well okay. but yeah it's fun it's addictive uh it's something that you just I, the way you'll spend hours doing it okay in fact i'm gonna try to force myself to download and play that uh Row throw thing instead of going straight to vampire survivors right? <laughs> so yeah anyway but yeah there's not much more to talk about that than i said last week it mm-hmm. is what it is it's that game and um i'm excited to play more of it Yep. All right, let's move on then after that into television. Our second half of the show begins here. We start the television with the Sports Corner. An actual Sports always. Corner. Sports Corner, there it is. Uh, we start with the French Open. We talked about the matchup last week. Raphael Nadal has won. So congratulations again.
0: Yep. Um, also follow-up, Coco Gauff lost uh, oh, both, it, both finals for singles and well, doubles. Again. Unfortunate, but she is only 18. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. we'll expect her to be back. Oh,
1: yeah, definitely. Meanwhile, in the NBA Finals, the Celtics and the Warriors are tied 2-2. As of last night. As of last night. So, uh, I, I, My pick is I still the
0: Celtics. I can see where... it.
1: I can see it. Meanwhile, in the NHL, uh, the Avalanche have advanced to the Finals against the Lightning. Uh, or, no, not against the Lightning quite yet. With the Lightning Reed leading the Rangers 3-2, so we'll see. Likely, it will be the Lightning, but we'll see.
0: Yep, Uh, I think they play tonight as of this recording, but as of next week, we'll know who's in the Stanley Cup Finals, and I think we'll also know who's the NBA champion by then.
1: So there you go. We'll talk about that next week. And then uh, baseball, just a notable uh, franchise record happened uh, this Ah, last week. The Angels, who had a hot start this season, looked great. Everybody was firing on all cylinders.
0: 14-game losing streak. Franchise record, 14-game losing streak. record,
1: beating a previous streak of 13, which even that had an (laughs) asterisk to it. So, yeah, 14-game, they ended up breaking that. A game I attended on Thursday, so they are back in regular uh, regular competition. Believe it or not, all that, still number two in the division, and still only, like, two games and a half away from a wild-card spot.
0: So, (laughs) over the last 16 games, they've won one.
1: (laughs) So... So yeah, we'll see how it goes. They're against the Mets right now, which sucks. But uh, hopefully they'll fix things up, and we'll see that playoff-worthy team that we saw the first few weeks. New manager, new manager also happened. That's another thing: is uh, manager (laughs) Joe Madden got relieved of his duties, aka fired. Also, Joe Girardi,
0: Joe Girardi uh, for the Philadelphia Phillies was also relieved of his duties.
1: Yes. So a lot of. Uh, I've been patiently
0: waiting for the Joe swap to happen. Yeah, the Joe swap. I told I told
1: Christie is like no he's gonna he'll be back, uh, Joe will try to find something somewhere to go some club no. to go to next. I don't think he's gonna be unemployed for that long. No, man loves to manage <laughs> and listen to the Beach Boys and surf. That's what the th- there's three <laughs> things that Joe Madden loves. <laughs> Anyways, you I good? love the man. I'm actually kind of sad to see him go, but he's going it. to Miami. Yeah, he's I- going to the Marlins. Oh, that'd be perfect for him. <laughs> yep. So, Visit Margaritaville. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's our he's all our boomer grandfathers. Yep. Uh, love the guy. Anyways, let's move on. Anything else in sports before we move on besides the big sports story that I'll talk oh, about?
0: Oh, that's the big sports story, though. Then let's talk about it. Um, there, there's some NFL news having around contracts are being signed, including uh, last year's Triple Crown winner, MVP winner. I think it's World MVP as well. Uh, Cooper Cup signed new contract uh, extension. Yep guaranteed highest receiver. Also, Aaron Donald, Donald. guaranteed um, signed contract. So that's the Rams just paying out. Once again, the salary cap is a myth for NFL teams. (laughs) Yes,
1: (laughs) clearly. All right, with that, let's move on to our big sports story this week. All right, I'm going to say this three different ways. I'm going to see which one is correct. All right. Is this LIV golf? Is this 54 golf? Or is this live golf? Well, if I told you, it was all of them. (laughs) All <laughs> right. Well, whatever you call it, it is a new professional golf tour financed by the Public Investment Fund, the Sovereign Wealth Fund of Saudi Arabia, and will have its inaugural event this weekend at the Centurion Club in London. The PGA Tour responded with a statement from Commissioner Jane Monahan implying that golfers who choose to play in a new league would no longer be eligible to play in the PGA Tour. The name LIV 54 or Live is a reference to the Roman numeral 54, the score if every hole on a par 72 course were birdied, and the number of holes to be played at the events of this league. Players include Dustin Johnson, Sergio Garcia, Kevin Na, Luis, Ooh,
0: Louis,
1: Patrick Reed, Bryson DeChambeau, and Phil Mickelson.
0: Yes, that Phil Mickelson, Phil Mickelson. who hasn't played on a yes. PGA Tour. In five months. That
1: makes sense. There will be 12 teams of four players to compete in a seven-event regular season with an eighth and final team championship event. The PGA has since come out and banned all the players who participate in live Golf. I'm going to call it live because it reminds me of Liv Tyler. I realize that it's 54,
0: but still. Yeah. But yeah. Sure.
1: This, this is, is weird timing, considering didn't we just have a whole thing about... On live Golf? About comments about
0: Saudi Arabia involved in golf, like didn't this just happen? Oh yes, this was uh, participated from Phil Mixon who yes. participated in a, right? uh, in a in a and golf Greg tournament. Norman, right. Well, Greg Norman is I think the CFO yeah. of Live Golf. So it's interesting because Greg Norman has always been like really intertwined with the PGA. Uh-huh. So
1: it's interesting that he was kind of one of the something you didn't mention though is the signing bonuses these guys are Oh, we're getting there. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the craziest part. The PGA can't compete, which is why I think yeah. it's absolutely idiotic of them. To ban them, when
0: all these guys, because Bubba Watson's likely going, there's more and more yeah. people going, because how can you say no to $120 million signing bonus? So here's the difference between Live Golf and the PGA. The PGA does not pay, pay salaries. You get money in the PGA by competing in tournaments that the PGA puts on, And making the cut and placing it within the finals. Sure, Live Golf, (laughs) because it's sponsored by Saudi Arabia, and they can take loss, lots of loss on money, right? Just to get the names out there, are paying signing bonuses up to a hundred and fifty million dollars. There were reports that they were paying, they were they're gonna pay Tiger Woods somewhere in the north of the high seven, nine figures, nine figures, almost almost a billion. Not only hey, that, over. but you lose out on PGA stuff. Right. You're banned from playing on the PGA Tour. Um, there are four notable golf events throughout the year. Um, the U.S. Open. Open to anyone. There's no ban on that. Right. Uh, the British Open. Open to anyone. No no ban on that. If you qualify. You have to qualify, <laughs> though. <laughs> yeah, that's key. Caveat. But go on. You, you <laughs> can't yeah. just walk
1: up and be like, I did.
0: Right. Uh, the last holdout is the Masters. Right. That is a separate, non-PGA-sponsored event um, put on by the people at Augusta National Golf Club. Yeah. It's invite only. They are not beholden to the PGA. If someone from Live Golf goes and wins the Masters, it just adds more fuel to their fire. So, the one thing we're not talking about here, the one thing that hasn't come up yet,
1: is, of course, the politics of this. Because the reason why, beyond that that can't compete, as you mentioned, the PGA Tour is not having this, is because it's very established that, the, that Saudi Arabia has a bad human rights record. This year, there's another story about a journalist being... Lit. Like, yeah, it's bad shit. Like, so I get why you would make these statements publicly, be like, if you guys do this, like, we don't want any part of it. We're washing our hands clean of you mm-hmm. because we don't want the PR nightmare that happens. If this falls apart. So that's also a big moving part here. Beyond the sports of it. But we'll see. We'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. This is where money talks more. Because people like Phil Mickelson. I want to say it was Phil Mickelson. But maybe it was Justin Johnson. Who received a $150 million signing bonus. Tiger Woods. In all his years of playing golf. Has only earned prize money. Of 121 million dollars. Yeah, and that's just signing bonus. That's just signing money to play in this tournament. <laughs> um, also note that this tournament of uh, Live Golf is separate from PGA, where PGA they're right. individual. Live Golf is actually a team sport. Yeah,
1: um,
0: there's uh, 54 players. Uh, actually, no, there's 48 players between these four teams of 12. That what they do is a shotgun start. So it's not, you have a tee time, go 1 through 18. Everyone starts a different hole. Each team starts a different hole, and you play through and rotate. So it's constant golf. It moves faster. So if you start, like, hole 15, you're going to play through 18, and then go back around to 1 okay. through to 14. Hmm. So it's constant golf. It's constantly moving. It's four players on a team. Um, you get not just your signing bonus, but there's, a, like, a $20 million pool of money for all the teams as well per event. So Saudi Arabia is just basically throwing a lot of money into this thing to try and pull people from it. Whether it will work, I think it's okay. So the way I've read it online is that they're okay with taking a loss this first year because they want the notoriety, they want the big splash. yeah, They want what's going to happen in the year after that and after that until it does become profitable. Basically, the Netflix approach of, we're going to throw a bunch of money at this now, yeah. take the loss, and eventually we'll get back up into the, the green. So I guess we'll see how it goes. But yes, as you mentioned, yeah. it's got the big caveat of Saudi Arabia it's attached to it.
1: It's complicated, and we can't really go much into it here, but just know
0: that. But what i to say <laughs> is that it's a business,
1: yeah, and money talks. Money talks. It's the sad part and these golfers see that? And the golfers want money. And I don't blame them.
0: I mean, if you're going really, to you're Dustin Johnson, former number 1 in the world, and you're going to give him 150 million dollars right. before he even yes. steps on a golf course, <laughs> yes, then you're going to take it. If you you're going to take that money. Yeah.
1: It just it's yeah, it's it's going to divide a, it's going to, what it is and already has done is it's dividing a line down the middle of the golf community. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether or not you're cool with this or not
0: the reason they can't get tiger woods probably they won't get tiger woods is not because of the money but because of all tiger woods is sponsorship and deals yeah. that he's made outside and his public image that if he goes <laughs> here no there's no way he there's will. no way he's going yeah. to come back from it he's too associated
1: with pga name he's too associated with american brands mm-hmm. he's, yeah you're right there's no way but we've been shocked before so <laughs> who the hell knows
0: anymore who knows but That is the big news in sports.
1: sports. Elsewhere in television, a lot of stuff is happening. So much that we have some bits for you. The The bits. The bits. First up in the bits, we talk about yet another old thing coming back. Guess what 2000s people? Scrubs might be coming back. Cast and creator, Bill Lawrence, have all said recently at the ATX TV Festival... That they would be willing to do a revival for a special or a movie, so not necessarily full series reboot, but maybe some sort of reuniting movie or special uh, with the original cast, with Bill Lawrence attached. I could see it. Yes. Bill Lawrence obviously has had a new success with Ted Lasso, mm-hmm. so he has connections. I could see this being an. That, that's TV also why time. he
0: can't come back necessarily to do a full right. uh,
1: series. But Bill, La- but, but Ted Lasso ends after this coming season, so yes. he might be free.
0: Uh, I think, didn't we say that he already signed on for other stuff as well? I believe believe we we did did. talk about
1: something else that he was signed up for. But um, nonetheless, yep, nostalgia's powerful. People love Scrubs, so I would not be surprised. The the
0: cast has said that they would be willing to come back for a special, something that would shoot for three months at a time, but not a full series, which suits for 10. Yeah, I
1: feel like Zach Braff is constantly talking about wanting to work with Donald Faison again.
0: I mean, they They're did like that commercial.
1: Best <laughs> friends. So I wouldn't be surprised if that happens.
0: They definitely did that uh, cleaning commercial right. or whatever, rocket yeah. mortgage commercial.
1: Yep, yep, yep. Next up, Chrisly Knows Best stars Todd and his wife, Julie Chrisley, who, of course, before their reality show uh, fame were Georgia real estate tycoons, were found guilty of conspiracy to defraud banks in more than $30 million in loans. Uh, USA, though, will still air the second half of season nine of the show, so get ready for that shit show.
0: Yeah, that's technically one of the biggest news stories, but it's also reality mm-hmm. TV, so... Is this
1: one of the weird-ass garbage TV that, um, Mark and, uh, Nicole watch?
0: I don't know, this is, this is USA, <laughs> so I don't think so. <laughs> <Maybe>. It's not <laughs> HGTV? Yeah, it's not 90 Day Fiance, yeah. I don't know. It's not TLC? <laughs> so I don't know if we have anybody
1: we can ask about this, but yeah, this sounds ridiculous, so.
0: Yeah, uh, what they did was just use their wealth to bully smaller banks same, to Jeez. giving them loans. Ugh. Like, hey, like, you know us from TV and our investment. We, like, we want more, we need more in loans so we can do this more investment and then we'll pay you back yeah. and help grow your mm-hmm. bank. You know us, we're on TV. Big note, big note. That's a big note.
1: All right, next up. The Lord of the Rings for the Amazon, uh, the Lord of the Rings show for the Amaz- for Amazon. I don't really keep saying the Amazon. It's for the, the Amazon. Rainforest um, has five seasons already planned out with the final shot already pre-planned. So they have a story for that entire run, which is something that Game of Thrones did not. So they're already planning more than that show did. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, well, you know, it's easy when you have a completed <laughs> book series, George
1: R.R. R. Martin. It is easy when you have a whole story to actually. <laughs> it is also, also
0: very easy when you have a complete movie you're already working off yeah, Amazon. Right,
1: exactly. So, yeah, uh, that still has yet to have a release date, but uh, yeah. next year, I
0: think. But since they are doing the complete Lord of the Rings trilogy, there's
1: yep, lots of content.
0: Well, lots not a lot of content. content. Two, five seasons. If they do one hour per episode, yeah. assuming a 10-episode schedule. will get there. That's 50 hours of content. Oof. I'm pretty sure they would be able to get there and back again.
1: Ha-ha! Good one. Good one. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> so, uh, this is a bit of a follow-up bit from a story from uh, a couple weeks ago. Seth Green has paid $300,000 to recover that stolen ape uh, that he lost, that, cre- that, cre- that caused him to pause production (laughs) of the television show that was going to star said ape (laughs) so yeah it looks like um this is what the world looks like with nfts is that uh even if it gets stolen you
0: can just bribe somebody with money and they'll give it back you know what this means i can steal that poor ape and get an easy three (laughs) hundred thousand dollars yes
1: exactly just get somebody to steal that ape
0: (laughs) or or just say i've stolen your ape and maybe they'll believe it.
1: Like yes, media boat podcast is here, not necessarily <laughs> advocating theft, but saying
0: it would be really funny, wink wink,
1: if somebody, wink wink, stole that ape again.
0: Is it <laughs> is it stealing if I can't physically hold it? I mean, you is would it? you wouldn't steal a movie, would you? You wouldn't download Load a car. A car.
1: <laughs> Although
0: Carvana now exists. Right? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. You print a car. Three eh? um, D print a
1: car. Ooh. Next up in uh, the future uh, edition, in the future revised edition of Disney War, Disney CEO Bob Chapek <laughs> has fired chairman of entertainment and pro- programming Peter Rice. A similar move to back in 2016 when Bob Iger dispatched COO Tom Staggs, and way back in 94 when Michael Eisner abruptly ousted Jeffrey Katzenberg. If you didn't see this, this is specifically um, someone who was basically spearheading Disney Plus programming. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting move, considering that the. That the studio made a massive pivot towards Disney Plus over the last calendar year. What this means for the future of Disney Plus seems unclear. Seemed like everything was going pretty well over there. So, this is an unexpected move.
0: This is a move coming from CEO Bob Chapek uh-huh. and not the, the board members of Disney. Right. So, um, maybe it was a personal, there's personal
1: beef in what, here. You
0: mean that a Disney CEO would fire someone? Because yeah. they are threatening, they may be threatening yeah. their job? I mean,
1: yes, this is, yeah, yes, you're making what? a good point. This Has is, this ever happened before? This is very reminiscent of the Katzenberg-Eisner feud. Because yes. when you think about it, not a whole lot of that was known outside of business circles. For the outside, 94 was the year of Lion King. Mm-hmm. To everyone watching Disney's films, you just thought, oh yeah, no, Katzenberg's great because he made this happen. And The Lion King is the best, like, the best performing movie of the box office all year. Like, how could he possibly be fired literally months later, and yet it happened? So, yeah, who knows what's happening under, uh,
0: behind closed doors here? Oh, no, that's exactly what happened, what's happening behind closed doors, because Bob Chapek has entered the final year of his contract uh, without any renewal. I see. So the writing is on the wall for him, saying that even if it's a... So, Bob J. I don't think we can... I think we can easily say that we're have not a fan of him. I mean... He's I made some big missteps over the past couple of years.
1: Depends on who you ask, right, though? Because if you look at the big picture, again, yes. for all the small missteps that they've made, obviously Rise of Skywalker is a big one, yeah. uh, but for all the small things that have not worked out in their favor... They have Disney+, Plus, which is an absolute juggernaut, which is finally eating Netflix's lunch like they planned
0: it. Right, point. which is coming from Peter Rice. Not yeah. from Bob J. Peck, who made the big missteps so, of, yeah. of the Florida mishap stuff.
1: Yeah, that's the other half of this, is that in the same time that that's happened, the parks have created political fissures uh, mm-hmm. in Florida that I don't know if they can recover from. Uh, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I would not be surprised if we see a similar battle against the city of Anaheim, although the city of Anaheim has a lot on their plate right now when it comes to big owners of things. <laughs> yes, uh, have. We have not talked about it here on this on the sports because section. There is no final section we're waiting on that for, yet. For, yeah, we're waiting for some sort of final, final Finality
0: uh, Tibet. kick to happen
1: there. But uh, regardless, uh, it's a weird time to be Disney, and a weird time to be Bob Chapek. Chayka- You're right, he's done a lot of weird shit, but when the end of the day... They're still making money hand over fist on Disney+. Mm-hmm. And I think that that maybe keeps his security. I don't know. We'll see. I
0: don't know. I Like I said. It's up to the board, right? It's up. One, it's up to the board. The board has to figure it out. And the board's not giving Bob Capek a, a vote of confidence. Yeah. And not necessarily a vote of no confidence either. Right. We'll he's see. right now of this middle gray, gra- yeah. gray area where yeah, yeah, yeah. he's still the CEO, but they also haven't extended his contract, and he's literally on a month-to-month coming up here. So we'll uh, keep an eye
1: out for that story and see what happens moving forward. Let's, uh, and our last story is not necessarily a story, just a reminder, if you are a musical theater fan or, uh, love Broadway in all its forms, the Tony Awards air tomorrow on CBS. I believe if you want to see the entirety of the Tonys, though, if you want to see some awards that are not presented on the CBS primetime show, you, uh, can download Parat Plus and watch some footage there. So that will be tomorrow, Sunday the 12th, so uh, just a nice little reminder for you Live Theater fans. All right, that will do it for uh, the TV news this week. Now I cede my time to you because you have a lot of television thoughts to catch up on. Counting.
0: Eight. Eight. I have eight 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 thoughts thoughts here. All right, let's roll. Let's roll. All right. So. A million little things. Wait, no a little lies, <laughs> still continues to lie to everybody, and I don't know why everyone watches that show when you know everyone is lying to everybody.
1: But that's not what we're talking about.
0: I mean, I'd love to get into why I hate that show. <laughs> yeah, but, we're
1: not but we don't about have it.
0: time for it.
1: We're talking about the one that that show
0: is ripping off. Uh, yes, this is us. The finale happened. Yes, it's over. The finale happened literally the week I was leaving, and then I can't talk about it for two weeks. So here we are. Two weeks post-mortem, yep. post-finale of This Is Us. Right. And I feel like I should have talked about this when I was here.
1: Yeah. Because
0: stick... that last finale episode, yeah. while it did stick the, the ending, was more, more or less about the future of these characters and not necessarily that journey that they've been on over the past ah, years. okay. Which is what that penultimate episode was. So the,
1: the second to last was their tying up loose ends. Then you have the epilogue.
0: Yes. That's basically what it was. Right. So I feel like I should have talked about it back then. This is fine. This is fine. But what This Is Us does great, and what, it's did. what it past Did. Past tense. Past tense. Yeah, <laughs> it died. You're right. It's over. No more. Yes. So so this was us then. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. No, this was it. This is all past tense now. Yeah. So This Was Us uh-huh. um, was a great showcase in... Your life is not over at 35, because that's thank where God, Whew. thank We're God, three more years, three more years. Yep, it's coming up here. <laughs> uh, but that's where the show started at age uh, sure. where our three main characters celebrating their 35th birthday, uh-huh. and at was obsessively the middle of a midlife crisis and not knowing where they're going with with their life. And over the next six years, yes, the thing's been on for six years. Elliot, um, it shows that. Your life doesn't end at 35. There's not just some end goal like this is it, this is where you have where you're going to be for the rest of your life now. That you can pivot, you can make changes. No one knows what the hell is going to happen in the six years. It's why I really don't like that question. Interviewers, yeah, ask. yeah, where do you see yourself you in, see five,
1: yourself in five,
0: years? five years? Like, God, I don't know, yeah, I don't know where I see myself for lunch today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You don't know,
1: where
0: I, I don't know where I'm gonna be in five years. <laughs> I mean, look back five years from us, yeah. You think we're still gonna be doing this five years?
1: Well, actually, I, I maybe yeah probably my fifth year at this company in November. So yes, I actually yes. do know what I was doing five years ago. So this
0: shit. Yes. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, uh, but yeah, that's part of the thing that this is us is that microcosm of just five, five, six years that you don't know where life is going to take you. You don't know what's going to happen within your life. You don't know the the boundaries, the changes, the the constant like, surprises that life throws at you. Not just, like, external, but also, like, internal, like, how you feel, stuff that happens within you, within your family, uh, within your friend circle, even. Mm-hmm. And it's a great macrocosm for what life is, not just, like, growing up in, like, the 70s, like, the life lessons that you learn as kids, and just you generally learn as kids as well, but more so how those life lessons shape and mold the people you eventually become. Um, it is of note that the last episode of this has scenes that were shot four years ago. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, very similar to uh, what How I Met Your Mother did, where they shot yeah. the ending years before. Right. Because they knew how they wanted to end this. And they literally had to do it because the kids, that they used, definitely grew up and aged out of that, of yeah. uh, they were. yeah. So they have the ending in the can for like the the like the 1970s 80s version of the kids, uh-huh. but you know how they how pivotal that scene is, and how that translates to where they are now, and how the creators and showrunners wanted this to end. Like when they said, "Oh, we know where this is going to end. We already have a finale, so we're only going to get three year deal and not just drag this on." They knew what they were doing. And this show. This is a show I want to come back to. I'm gonna give some time to breathe, but it's a show mm-hmm. that I want to come back to. It's a show that I want to come back to with other people as well. Cool. It's really good. Um, even though it is, it was our lungs, Watching on streaming does make it go by a whole lot faster. I will say yeah, that. Uh, so you're not. You're also not waiting week to week. of Oh no, what happens? But also, goddamn, Terry, I give Manny more that that Emmy for uh, lead actress. She deserves it. Yeah. God damn, make me tear. eyed TV mom. <laughs> TV mom. <laughs> She's the glue that holds that thing together. Uh, I do like many more. And yes, that many more. Yes, that many more. Uh, but yeah, This Is Us, really good, really powerful ending. Cool. I might put it on my end of the year list because it did stick the landing here. Uh, but we'll see with these other shows that... Like
1: the Lord of the Rings treatment. Like I didn't award it the previous years, but... It's over now. Uh, so but I keep worried. talking about it, so yeah. I keep <laughs> for, for its finality. Yeah, we'll
0: see. Yeah. What else? Uh, other stuff that had a finale um, that I can talk about now. Yeah. The Flight Attendant. How had its finale? It's yes, HBO Max. HBO Max. Uh, the Flight Attendant. I don't have anything new to say about that.
1: Yeah, you seem like you were a little less uh, less hot on season whatever see, Season, season two. Season two.
0: It did get better, mm-hmm. but okay. I don't know if the twist ending was enough of a twist ending or it was just... Well, we need a twist ending. Yeah. Especially when, like, some of the stuff that they purposely did is like, wait, you're the bad guy the whole time? Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like, in an overall whole narrative purpose, I get. But from the story that you told us, it doesn't make sense. It feels like it's coming out of left field. Mm. And that part is what I don't like about The Flight Attendant. Okay, Is that because they purposely set up the first several episodes to be Solely about uh, Kelly Cuoco's character um, trying to solve this mystery to be like, oh, by the way, the final episode we're going to give you the big shocking twist ending and basically explain, uh, tell not show,
1: right?
0: Like how all this came to be is really weird and dumb and I don't like it. (laughs) So talk about not sticking the landing there. (laughs) I really don't want to see a third episode or third season here. I think that if they do a third season, it's going to be just another mess of, oh no, she's caught up on another conspiracy. Maybe she's right, maybe she's not. Oh wait, she is right the whole time, but we can't really let on to that. And it's yeah, cyclical, cynical, cyclical. Sure. Um, but if you're going to be on HBO Max, you might go watch Hacks while you're at it because yeah. season two is amazing.
1: We're still getting through it. I haven't finished yet, but don't worry. You can you can do spoilers if you want. Um,
0: But yeah, so far so good. So you're on season one or season two? We're still in season two. Okay. Um, So season two, they're on the road. Yeah. They're creating, they're crafting this these uh, the new set list, the new jokes. They're while also in the background being veiled of being sued. So it's like the love hate relationship of a mom daughter. (laughs) But even though she's not her mom, not really, she, yeah, not really her mom, yeah, and she related. also has her daughter. Right. Uh, I don't like season two a lot because uh, both of the characters were more proactive mm-hmm. in chasing a goal rather than the first season where it was uh, just the writer character chasing the goal of trying to make it a Hollywood, trying to make it as a writer, and uh, Gene Smart's character as mm-hmm. trying to go off on a bank. Here, season two, I like that they did that they were on the bus because it meant everything is constantly moving. There is yeah. no standstill. Everyone yes. is constantly moving to the new goal. Everyone is constantly moving to their own goals, and that was a really smart move to both show it, both uh, visually showing it, but also in the writing that we're going to get there, and this is the bus actually getting there. Right. right it's a really right. smart writing tactic that I praise the showrunners for doing. Um, and they definitely stick the finale. Although I will say, if they end it here, I would not be surprised because it's a damn good finale.
1: Okay. Everyone
0: ends spoilers on a high note, on a happy note. Sure, that's good. It's a sit. It's essentially a sitcom. Uh,
1: Drama.
0: Dra- dra- Drama. Drama. Uh, but yeah, um, there's enough jokes in there to make it a comedy. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll wrap it up pretty soon. Uh, we're we're getting there. Uh, Christy watches in the mornings while I'm working. Uh, but yeah, uh, so yeah. I, uh, but so far so good. It's really good writing. Mm-hmm. Just really great writing.
0: Yeah, see this in the
1: Emmys next year. I'm
0: sure. I mean, it was not the Emmys last year. All right. You mean see it. <laughs> yeah, see it back. back? It'll be back, is what I mean. Oh, it'll be back, and right. yeah, we'll have actually caught up and actually watched it this time. Yes. Instead of waiting for the Emmys to tell us to watch it. <laughs> Alright. And lastly in season finales, remember when I talked about the end game on NBC?
1: Yeah, what the hell is that?
0: Yeah. That was that was the <laughs> bank robbing thing. Yeah. Right, right, right. It's where weird. I made a a statement that yeah. I could watch the first two episodes, skip the whole season, uh-huh. watch the last episode, and still get everything I needed to out of the show. And you did? That's what exactly what I yeah. did, and that's exactly what happened. Also, this is thing is
1: done, it's uh cancelled, so this will be it for the end game. Oh, the end game for the end game,
0: but it didn't want to be cancelled, no, because they show off <laughs> the very, I don't want to say cheesy, but very um, yeah, twist ending of wait, please don't cancel us, we're gonna shoot this one thing just so. <laughs> Like if we do get uncancelled or supported somewhere else, we have somewhere to go. We don't just wrap everything up in a very nice depot. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, watching the first two episodes and then watching the last episode, you it unravels the entire mystery of why everyone is where they are. I still do not buy the whole through line of a single person planning every single step of this all the way through. Sure. Especially at the very end. Where they're looking up like two different churches to go to. It's like, which one do we go to? You take that one. I'll take this one. I'm like, okay, cool. But I know it's really going to be the one you're going to because you're pro tag. (laughs) Yeah. And so they're obviously going to show up there. So you're making the right call. And I don't know why the other guy doesn't just like realize that. Like, you know, you've been right about everything. So the one you pick, we're both going to go there because you've been right about everything the whole time. (laughs) And. There's no way that I'm just going to show up and like be the like the, the unsung hero here. I should just go with you. Like someone's in the FBI, clearly not paying attention for the whole season of this thing. Oh my
1: god! <laughs> well, didn't say it was realistic.
0: Oh, it's definitely not realistic, especially <laughs> when you pull off the "I had a sister" the whole time <laughs> ending. <laughs> sure. Oh, but it also does the thing that. Um, it kind of wanted mm-hmm. to do the whole time because it was all like the blacklist mm-hmm. where I need your help and then end. Yeah. It was like, oh, if they did a season two, she'd have to help her or would she because she's the good guy and she's the bad guy. But it doesn't matter because they're not making more. <laughs> it doesn't matter, but you know if we were to get a second season somewhere, here's where we would go yeah. but you're never going to get it. No, I think it's done. No, it's done. Oh, well, the whole plot itself was essentially done because it required on so many extra steps to mm-hmm. happen that if one step faltered, then just the whole thing like crumbles, especially in the beginning, where it's like, oh, we have to defuse this bomb. If we don't defuse the bomb, we're all going to die. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens if they didn't defuse the bomb? And they all died. Literally nothing else after that would have mattered. <laughs> nothing else after that could have happened because your main character died. You couldn't have gotten any other information now because they were pertaining to her. So if she died in that first one, you're like, oh shit, she died? Well, I don't have a backup plan because my main character, who I pinned all of this happening around, is no longer around Mm. to solve any more of these puzzles and riddles and mysteries. (laughs) Yeah. No clues. Yeah. So yeah, the end game was pretty bad.
1: Well, yeah. Well, good riddance. (laughs) <laughs> what
0: else do you got uh before i move into uh, disney plus shows yeah well, we're gonna talk about one amazon show that came back right, yeah the boys season three. season three it's out right now uh four episodes are up are they still dim boys oh they're boys <laughs> and they're still uh they're still doing stuff um, I know it's based on comics. I know yeah. there's precedent for this. Yeah. But the, the whole point of the boys is taking the superhero genre and saying, right. yeah, but what if they were all dicks to each other?
1: <laughs> but if we, this was realistic. What if this what was, realistic? What if what if this was were super like,
0: narcissistic? like yeah. Actual terrible people like actually had superpowers. Mm-hmm. And we've known that for season one. We've known that for season two. Here we are at season three, and they're just being more terrible to each other yeah. and just to everyone around them. But somehow I can't stop watching. It's that train <laughs> yeah, it's that train, train yeah. wreck because it's not like bad TV. It's good TV about bad people. But you're watching these train wreck people. Yes. Slowly destroy themselves. And it's hilarious because a lot of the stuff that they're pointing to and hinting at and winking and nodding yeah. is pointing, nodding, and winking to, like, the past 10 years of the MCU. Like, yeah. hey, remember when, like, they had a dispute? Well, here's how, like, we're going to handle that exact same dispute. Remember how, like, there was, like, the contract negotiations over there and how uh, we weren't sure if, like, this person would really hate this person? (laughs) Well, here's how we're actually going to do that here. Remember, like, how this person, like, had, like, that kind of one... um,
1: uh, That one celebrity
0: thing that happened to them? Yeah. Well, we're going to play it over here. But, like, it blew it up because that's what they do. They know who's
1: watching this show. They know that the people who are watching this show are knowledgeable about the wider world of how those superhero movies get made Mm -hmm. and so they are playing off of it i think it's a good idea do i want to watch something like this absolutely not but i get it for i get why it exists because with every super popular thing in pop culture there's always a thing that's commenting on it yes forever that's always been the thing for every star wars there's a space balls like these the balance exists for this reason and so that's the purpose of the boys
0: and I think they get away with a lot of shit on it yeah, because on it Amazon. is on Amazon. Yeah,
1: nobody, yeah nobody's checking
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> no one's been checking their notes like, oh, yeah, this is Amazon. They can do whatever the hell they want yeah. because Jeff Bezos' money. Well, yeah. I mean, even there
1: anymore. Yeah, it's there still, money. somehow, yes. <laughs> it's Jeff Bezos' money. <laughs> but yeah.
0: But yeah, but the, still, the boys is, is there. It's season three. Um, I've said this after every year. I don't know where they're going to go, but at some okay. point, I'm going to keep watching They'll it.
1: They'll figure it out, I'm They'll
0: sure. They'll figure it out. They'll find something new to comment on and it's just gonna be another like chaos thing. Yeah. I like what they're doing though, is that they're trying to bring more like the backstory of the like the bot, uh company and like everything that goes into like how they get amassed their popularity into what it is now. Mm-hmm. I do like that. But then again, I could also handle that in season two. I could also <laughs> have that in season one. Sure. Yeah. Do I need it yeah. in season three or not? Do I need more in depth in season three right now? Mm-hmm. Eh, I don't know. It's kinda of going to um like uh was it nine one one territory mm-hmm. where like when I started talking about how they were getting into all the other side characters and all their backstories. It's kinda of the same thing here. So they're doing it at season three rather than season five. Sure. I think that's because they don't know if they're gonna get a season four. Yeah. So might as well get it in now, especially since they have comic book uh lore to base all of this off of. Right. Well, we'll see what they do. We'll see what they do.
1: Moving on to Disney Plus.
0: Moving on to Disney Plus. Uh, three things I watched. Yeah. Uh, two series, one special. Uh, so, first one I teased way back when, like three weeks ago, when it was coming out Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Mm. I had little to zero hope that this thing would be a success. I do not understand the purpose of it, because Obi-Wan is supposed to be a hermit.
1: Yeah, it's supposed to fill in the blank between uh, the first and second.
0: Yes. And therein lies my problem with the series. Yeah. Um, Because it's Obi-Wan's story from a certain point of view. (laughs) Sure. And that is my problem with Obi-Wan as a character, is that everything that happens just within this series But the lore that happens, that has been built around him past uh, episode, uh, past original Star Wars film, has always been, well, we need to rewrite this character to be a badass because he can't just be the old curmudgeoned like, Jedi wizard that we (laughs) know him to eventually be. We need to build, like, this super epic cool backstory and then explain kind of, which is what the trilogy did. Like, he was this really great, cool Jedi Knight, but somehow he transformed into a hermit. And that's what this story tells. But there's the caveat in it of, well, if he's a hermit, how does Princess Leia know about him?
1: Yeah. And how does
0: he, how does she know to send him the the Death Star plans?
1: Yes, there has to be a connection.
0: There has to be a connection there. And that's what Obi-Wan Kenobi, the series, tends to. It's uh, following. Trying, she's
1: trying to do. It's yeah.
0: establishing that connection of why is Leia saying, "Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my okay. only hope." Right. Does it do that successfully? Well, the, the series isn't over. Oh, it's not over
1: yet. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's
0: only four episodes in out of six, uh, six episodes. Okay, got it. But so far, I'm going to say yes. Okay. Um. And th- but it does do the thing that. Episode that that does bridge the gap between episode three and episode four. Sure. And it does bridge the gap of Obi-Wan knows that they're twins. Obi-Wan knows that he's looking after the boy and that there's a girl out there. But he's explicitly, through episode four, never tells her, (laughs) never tells him that he has a sister. Like, he's purposely keeping the secret. Um. I have a feeling that we're going to get to that why at the Mm. end of the season of why he doesn't tell them. But that's always something that's bugged a lot of Star Wars fans. Especially that's... Especially, like, since episode uh, 7 came out, I was like, oh, like, from a certain point of view, he did die to me. Even though I know he was alive (laughs) and your father the whole time. And I was basically killing your, like, fighting your father as you were trying to run away. I knew you were right, like, it was a family reunion in episode four, but right. I purposely kept all of you away from each other.
1: Yeah, there has to be a reason for him to act like that. Yes. Yeah, this has to establish why. This has to
0: establish that why.
1: A lot of, a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of baggage for this thing going into it.
0: Yes, that's why I had zero to little hope right. that this thing could actually be as good. But now uh,
1: that it seems like it's okay, doing all right with it.
0: Oh, it's doing all right because of the main antagonist, uh, the right. third sister. Okay. Uh, Oh, I want to get her name right. I don't I actually do want to give her a shout out too because it is such. She's doing such a good job in this thing. Uh, yeah, just Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, yeah, Vivian Lyre Blair. <laughs> okay. Uh, her, she is playing third sister, the essentially antagonist of this, even though yes, Darth Vader is in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she is. Oh no, sorry. Yeah, maybe Le- Lyra Le- Le- Blair is the um, child, not the antagonist. <laughs> She's Leia. She's doing great. No, sorry, Moses Ingram. That's who I'm thinking of. Ah, she is fantastic as the antagonist in this thing. Okay, oh, that's right. She was in *Queen's Gambit*. That's where I've seen her. Yeah, no, she is fantastic in this thing. She plays the um, main antagonist, third sister. When this came out, there's a lot of hate because Star Wars fans just, for some yeah. reason or another. Skewed for the racist side. Of stuff. <laughs> for some reason. For some reason, for some reason or another. I don't know. In a galaxy filled of like different races, yeah, why think, would you pick on the one race? Who, who knows? Who, who knows? knows?
1: Honestly.
0: Uh, then again, you know, you can say the same thing about it. of all the people on earth, why do you pick on the exactly. one race? Exactly. Yeah. You can say that a lot. You can say that a lot about a lot of things. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Anyway. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, uh she's actually doing a really good job here. Well, she's actually killing it. I want to see her more stuff. Uh, I hope that she's able to spin this off into more like theater, theatrical roles and away from. Uh, the... well, apparently, she was in the tragedy of Macbeth. Apparently, wow. she's also in Ambulance. Oh, Ambulance! Yes, uh, with Michael Bay this year. <laughs> so yeah, I want to see more of her. Right. She's a good actress. I bet you will. I bet I will. She's gonna be uh, so in like two months from now. But Sorry, she's on several IMDb lists of ladies
1: with guys' names female
0: actors with masculine-sounding names. Yes. That's very funny to me. Anyway. Well, yeah, Moses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, Anyways. Anyways, yeah. Uh, in, like, two months from now, after the series is over, expect her to be like, oh, she's not up for this role and this role and sure. this role and this role. But, yeah, Kenobi surprisingly doing a whole lot better. But then again, I may have had tempered expectations because of Boba Fett. Sure. So, uh, really like Obi-Wan. Really hoping they stick the landing here. Uh, but as I've mentioned, as a Star Wars fan, this has to at least end somewhere yeah. in episode four, somehow. or at least somehow set that up set so that it so makes
1: yeah, yeah, so
0: that makes sense.
1: Well, we'll see if they can do it.
0: Yep. In the meantime. In the meantime, a new Marvel show has come out, speaking of the two big arms yeah, of Disney.
1: This is what why I thought Obi-Wan was over, because I was like, why would they cross over these two things? But I guess they did. Uh,
0: but yeah, they did. Miss Marvel is out and yes, this is a show. um, I I don't know if I was excited for it. I mean, I liked it, I like the idea of it because it goes uh, Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, Mm -hmm. and heavily skews into that Kamala Khan character. Oh,
1: yeah, they know what the show they're making
0: here. Well, you know, it helps when your directors and showrunners are of um, Middle Eastern descent, right. Uh, that they're basically taking the source material, making it their own, but also making it a fan's show. Yeah. Because in the comic books, Kamala Khan is a fan of the Avengers before she becomes and joins the Avengers as Ms. Yeah. Marvel.
1: So my understanding about this character is fairly limited, but what I do know it does make me fairly want to... a new character. Yeah. But what I do know makes me want to watch this because it's an interesting concept, right? Yeah, it, she's almost described as like a fangirl who happens to stumble into becoming a superhero herself. Yes. Then, also, recently, that Avengers video game leaned heavily on this. She was the protagonist
0: mm-hmm. of the story mode there. Yeah, of Marvel's Avengers for Crystal Dynamics. And,
1: turned out to be the only thing people liked about that game. Yes. The free, like, the live game stuff, totally, like, no one really melded with it, but everybody had the same thing to say, which is, the, the stuff they were doing good. with the story, specifically with Ms. Marvel, was the best part. Mm-hmm. And so, I... Uh, Christy and I had this on our list. We we haven't watched it yet, but we
0: do plan on watching this. Oh, this first so it's only one episode out. Sure, but this first episode is a fans made fan ass fan episode. Mm-hmm. Everything that you want to see, like as a fan that you want weak and odd in reference to, is in this episode, <laughs> um, and that's not just because the first episode is literally going to a fan convention. <laughs> that's fun, but also that it's. Like waking up, it's at Camp Lively, which was Captain America's birthplace, and then they play homage to that. And then there's a bunch of like other, like, uh, Comic Con esque events, like a cosplay show (laughs) and dress up and contest. And uh, that's
1: fun.
0: And because I'm like, as I've said on this podcast before, somewhere in me is like that middle school kid (laughs) that just loves the middle school drama stuff, sure. And that's what this is because it's not just Kamala Khan finding out that she has powers. And like how to grapple with it, but also that she's a kid growing yeah. up um, in New Jersey from an ostensibly very easy to say um, religious and traditional background, sure. and how that is going to clash immediately with yes. new and upcoming, basically becoming a superhero and accepting of Western culture.
1: Yeah, I think she's an interesting character, and I think that's an interesting angle to come out come at because. Yes, I know on the show we talked about a lot how like fandom the the oppressive nature just how it's everywhere now. of mm-hmm. fandom can be overwhelming in a lot of cases, but I'm not saying that's a whole that it's bad as a whole. I, there's a dark side to it. And we do talk about that a lot because that's where these a lot of these stories come from is the worst that fans are, like forcing See, studios to Obi do Obi-Wan Kenobi. Exactly. Forcing studios to do things studios like serving to the worst and the most vocal of the fans. But this, but Ms. Marvel as a character and this whole part of the Marvel universe is interesting as like a reminder. It's a good fandom can be a powerful and good thing sometimes Mm -hmm. if you view it from a good angle. Like I think that the story that they're telling of a minority person of color, someone of a a non-Christian religion, Mm -hmm. that angle is so unique and describes a part of fandom that we don't talk about. The fandom that can inspire. The fandom that can empower. And she as a character represents that side of it. In an interesting way. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the fact that the show nails that tone is really good news. Because I think that with more cynical uh, portrayal, you would just attract, I don't know, say, the audience for the boys instead. Like it's a different... It's coming at the same thing, but from a completely different place. It's not cynical. It's saying... No, this person, they're living their potential. They're seeing their life empowered by these stories and these characters, or for them, for, for her, the real people that she looks up to. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is something that I think translates well to a lot of experience that we don't talk about a lot when we talk about fandom. So. I think it's neat. I think it's cool that they're doing this as a Disney Plus show and get more eyeballs on this character in the story.
0: And it also allows the character to grow, so when the character does appear in the upcoming The Marvels, which is yeah. due out later this year in yeah. November. Still no trailer for it, by the way. Yeah, they're working on it. <laughs> well, you know, they're, they're too busy promoting Thor right now. Right, yeah, one at a time. One at a time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm excited for Miss Marvel. This first episode knocked it out of the park. Cool. Um, cav- caveat... Um, not of the show, but of Rotten Tomatoes, it is getting review bombed. Well, and yeah. stop it because I hate again, it.
1: those people, same
0: Star Wars fans, know, yep. that
1: are bombing that. It's like no,
0: yeah, like, it's like oh, like if you look at it, it's like oh, why like all the critics like it, but the yeah. fans hate it. No, the it's just fans reviewed, hate it.
1: Giant air quotes. So, yes,
0: yeah. no, <laughs> it's a great show. It's a great start to a show. I want to see more where this is going. Sure. I hate that it. it's a weekly basis because <laughs> I want more of this. Uh yeah, I just want more of it. All right. But yeah. Um love, love, love Miss Marvel. Uh, and even like the first opening ten minutes of it basically explains why these characters like Kamala Khan, yeah. like Harold Danvers, need to exist. Because it's showing, as you said, yeah showing that representation that there are people and there are kids out there who see these who see not just their representation but can see themselves on the big screen. Yes. And look up to them and be inspired by them. Yeah.
1: Representation matters. It's true. Yep. All right, last
0: and probably least. <laughs> last and probably least. Um, on Disney Plus right now, you can watch Beyond Infinity: colon, Buzz and the Journey to Lightyear. It's the behind-the-scenes story to get you geared up for Lightyear coming out next week. Actually. This
1: week. This, this coming week. Friday. This upcoming Friday. This coming Friday. Um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about this movie. So I don't really know if I care
0: about a special about it. Um, well, it does go behind the scenes of like uh-huh. like how they created Buzz. Sure. And then um, like that's the first half. The second half is like the stuff that they did to create Lightyear. Mm-hmm. And the director of Lightyear was the character animator f- oh. and cre- uh, for Buzz Lightyear's on Toy Story two and three. Oh, cool. Okay. So he's the guy who basically. Um, John Lasseter and Dan Scallion uh, basically defer to in asking how would what would Buzz Lightyear do here, yeah. like how would he react, What's his like That's emotions, nice. cool. his movement. Yeah, that guy is directing this. this That's film. Good. That's
1: good. Speaking of the elephant in the room, how much Lasseter talk is there? Because I feel like they've tried very hard to sweep that man under the rug. Oh, they definitely swept him under yeah. the rug here. Okay. Because
0: they just they bring him in. They don't even bring him in as an interview. They just say, this is John Lasseter talking to, to him admit. about yeah. Toy Story, right. but for the most part, it's everyone else who became the executive producer, the working team, the brain trust of Pixar, That's good. and only give John Lasseter that, like, maybe two minutes <laughs> yeah. when they're talking specifically about Toy Story and the, the big history impact, of that is. The
1: franchise. Yeah. Uh, so does this make you any more excited for the film, or where you were already on?
0: Uh, it does not make me more excited to go see it in the theater, which is the only place you can yeah. watch it.
1: Whatever. I don't know. It's... I just... Uh, the trailers give me not... It doesn't feel like a Pixar movie. It doesn't feel like a Pixar move. You know what I mean? Like It doesn't feel like a creative enough idea to me, at least,
0: for this story. So here's my big thing about it. Lightyear... Is the film event that right. gets Andy to have a Buzz Lightyear themed birthday?
1: Also, you have to you have to like jump through so many mental hoops to think that wait, so this had to come this is a movie that, that came existed out to nineteen ninety five had to come out before ninety five. So wait, because Andy is CG, CG movies are live action to him? Yes. There's so many things you have to do, which, which is what I'm saying. Is this feels so un Pixar?
0: Not just that, but Buzz Lightyear in this film has to be the main character yeah, yeah, yeah. to come out of this that you not only want to buy the Buzz Lightyear toy, <laughs> right. but that everything around you is Buzz Lightyear and not filled with the other characters or reference the other characters in, say. The Buzz Lightyear animated series. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They've
1: absolutely forgotten that that existed. They've thrown that whole thing out the window.
0: Well, it's not just that, but it's the fact that all your side characters in here, aside from Zerg, must not matter in this film. Somehow they've gotten forgotten. Because there are zero toys of them in the (laughs) the Toy Story universe that the only toys are of Buzz Lightyear (laughs) And and Zerg. Yeah, so, so every other character, for some reason or another, must not be that important to warrant their own toy. It's the Obi-Wan problem, again, yes. where this
1: thing has so much baggage going into it, because you have to. You, this movie has to establish all of the things, the lines that the toy Buzz Lightyear says. Yes.
0: Because this has to be the thing it's based on, right? And those lines can't just be throwaway lines. They have to be the impactful lines that make you want to put it on a toy.
1: <laughs> it's ridiculous. It just, like I said, it feels so un-Pixar, because Pixar would not write themselves into a corner like that they would be more,
0: like, creative about it. It doesn't feel more like a Pixar film. It feels more like, okay, we need to make a checklist of, right. here's everything that makes Buzz Lightyear Buzz Lightyear that people, like, would make a toy about.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It seems unnecessary, but who knows? Maybe it's good. I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. I'll probably watch it when it comes to Disney+, Plus, uh, but I will not be going to a the theater for it, that's for sure.
0: You already went to the theater for an animated film. It's
1: true. We talked about it last week. Yep. All right, anything
0: else television
1: we need to talk about before we can
0: finally move on? Uh, as mentioned, all summer, fi- all finales are done. It's now summer TV yeah. game show season. Yep. Um, so so the
1: thoughts will probably cool down.
0: Thoughts are going to cool down a whole lot yeah. until yeah. we get ramped up back in, uh, in, in September. Fall.
1: In the fall. So we'll see. All right, let's move on to cancellations and renewals then.
0: Right. What am I, no longer watching? No
1: longer watching, or no, you're continuing to watch American Rust on Freebie, because it got renewed for a second season.
0: Uh, I think that used to be on Showtime, but that's uh, going to Freebie. Amazon Freebie. Yep.
1: Inside Job, that's the animated uh, conspiracy show, uh, will get a second season on
0: Netflix. This is separate from the part two season, of right. part two season one, which Has yet to release. Yet to release. Masters of the Universe Ro-
1: Revelation will get a second season on Netflix. The Summer I Turned Pretty we will get a second season of Prime on Prime Video. I believe that is before season one mm-hmm. starts. It's based on a, a young adult novel, which is the reason why I know that. Perks of uh, dating a librarian. The <laughs> <sighs> Long Slow Exhale. Canceled after one season on Spectrum. I didn't know that existed. I just wanted an excuse to do a long, slow exhale.
0: Um, yeah, weird, especially <laughs> still doing, um... Original content. Original content, especially yeah. when they co- cancelled that, uh, buddy yeah. cop show. Right.
1: Tokyo Vice will get a second season on HBO Max. What We Do in the Shadows will get a sixth season on FX. Hell uh, yes. I
0: think it's on its fourth season, so it's getting a fifth and yes, sixth. Yes, renewed
1: for two. All of Us Are Dead gets second season on Netflix. I don't know how you can do that. All of them are dead. So, uh, uh mm. zombies? Oh. Raised by Wolves. Cancelled. After two seasons on HBO Max, and Legends of the Hidden Temple, the reboot, canceled after one season on the CW. Christy was gutted by this. She wanted to try out.
0: <laughs> I want to say that's because it was the CW and they're yeah, part of the co- everything's in the getting
1: axed over there. Yep. Let's move on out of television and into the movies. We start the movie section as always with the weekend box office numbers, and big headline this week was Top Gun: Maverick is your number one movie again. But with the smallest drop from one, week one to week two of all time, $90 million,
0: putting it a total to
1: $295 million. What did we have last time?
0: Like 110 Yeah,
1: like 120 or something yeah. like that. So yeah, like this is a huge, huge deal. It uh, just goes to show you that uh, it's a strong, strong release right now in kind of a desert of releases.
0: We'll talk about Top Gun Maverick in a little bit here.
1: Number two, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Still here, holding on with nine million dollars. That's at 388 domestic. Bob's Burgers movie number three, 4.6 million dollars, adding to a 22 million dollar total. The the bad guys at number four, 3.3 million dollars, 87 million, and number five, Downton Abbey: A New Era, still around, 3.1 million dollars, adding to a 35 million domestic total.
0: If all that sounded familiar, that's because the yeah. top five didn't change. Just yes. four and five swapped places.
1: Uh, number six, uh, if you're wondering, uh, just your weekly everything everywhere all at once. What look, uh, two million dollars. That's at sixty, even.
0: I'm probably going to stop day. the count there because yeah. it hit sixty. It did it. It did it.
1: And then uh, debuting this week, way down at number eleven, Watcher with eight hundred twenty-six thousand dollars. Not even a
0: million. Not even a million. It said wide release. I don't yeah. know why, but still it, it's still there.
1: Upcoming this week, I'll talk about this week's release as well as the coming week's releases because I didn't have upcoming releases last week on this document. Yeah, you did. Uh, Friday, maybe I skipped it. Friday, <laughs> uh, we saw uh, uh, release a release of Block Party and Jurassic World Dominion. Mm-hmm. Jurassic World, of course, being that big release this week. Very curious about what they do. Uh, that cliffhanger after the last one really mm-hmm. keeps me curious. So, uh,
0: Depends on who you talk about yeah. word of mouth. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. we'll see.
1: And then next week, as we mentioned, this coming Friday, the 17th, will be light year and nothing else. So there you Everything go.
0: Everything else got out of the way for it. Yep.
1: Let's move on into movie news. Just a couple of quickies for you before we get into more thoughts. We start with the Oscars celebrating Pride. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences is stepping out for LGBTQ Pride. Variety can exclusively report that they, and us, I guess, that the Academy (laughs) will march for the first time in the Los Angeles Pride Parade on June 12th in Hollywood. A giant Oscar statuette will be along for the ride on a specially designed trolley. Quote, We're proud and excited that the Academy will participate in the LA Pride March this year for the first time, says Academy Vice President, President of Impact and Operations, Janelle English, in a statement. Our presence this weekend at the parade helps foster our goal of creating and sustaining an inclusive, safe film community where our LGBTQ employees, Academy members, and artists around the world are visible, engaged, and valued. The theme for the Academy's participation is the future of film is inclusive. So this, of course, you know, along with a lot of company statements right now yep. as we go into June Pride Month. So, you no know, super surprises here. And, of course, I'm going to say what I always do. Put your money where your mouth is. Yep. Work towards actual inclusivity. Make sure it actually is represented in your academy, in your awards, and in your movies. And maybe we'll talk. And (laughs) don't
0: just change your tone when 7 1 comes around. Right,
1: exactly. Don't change the. Don't put a rainbow on your logo on Twitter.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Do more. Do more 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 than 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 just putting. Not just that. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yes, as we've uh, established here for many. uh, Yes. Recording artists, you know, <laughs> do better.
1: Do better. All right, let's move on to our sex story. A little uh, in-the-works notes about things, projects that are happening in the background.
0: Yep, so because we are in the middle of summer, stuff is actually shooting. Yes. But stuff is getting in pre-production on the way for stuff to start shooting in December. Yes.
1: Among those projects, Joker, the sequel, with Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix returning. So, if you didn't already have enough Joker, well... Uh,
0: Specifically, the Walking Phoenix and Todd Phillips version. Joker,
1: the movie called Joker. Uh, Duke Nukem. You remember Duke Nukem.
0: uh, I remember game fame. I remember the legendary Duke Nukem forever. Took literally forever. Forever.
1: He is all out of, uh, he loves kicking ass and uh, chewing bubblegum. He's all out of bubblegum. And he has a movie uh, in development at Legendary Pictures with the Cobra Kai directors, or creators at least, attached.
0: Uh, they will be writing the script. No word that they will be directing as well. All right, cast Duke
1: Nukem. Who's who's Duke Nukem in the movie?
0: John Cena. I was just going to say, John Cena is the easy,
1: <laughs> obvious answer. I can't see anybody else in the role, but I'd be interested to see who they get. Because if it's not John Cena, then you have to really do some creative casting here. But yes, John Cena is easy for this.
0: You just put him up against uh, Dwayne Johnson as the villain.
1: Oh, that'd be good. They'd
0: just do that. Yeah, just do that. Uh, yeah, just get story. people that people watch it. I mean,
1: nobody cares about the actual character or story of the Duke Nukem game, so you can do anything you want with the Duke Nukem. Character. That's
0: why you, you make those two like, photo each other. You get uh, Dwayne Johnson playing the villain. Mm-hmm. Oh, all these things that it has to be said in the jungle, and he has to wear a white t shirt, yeah, yeah. Uh, but other than that, he has
1: that ball, balls of steel,
0: yeah. But other than that, yeah, you cast <laughs> John Cena, he's a rising, huge, hulky star. I'm gonna get you, The
1: Rock. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> John, St. John impression. Let's move on. Jordan Peele's Monkey Paw Productions has picked up psychology, the psychological horror pitch, Goat. Is this a psychological horror
0: movie about a goat? I want to see it's about Tom Brady, but yet I don't know. It <laughs> would be way better. Uh, no,
1: I don't know what this is. No one knows what this
0: is. Uh, it was a closed-blind meeting. <laughs> That's all we get. It's just the title and just that Monkey Paw production's Picking it up, Jordan Peele will not be directing. It'll be produced through um, his Monkey Pro Productions mm-hmm. much in the same way that uh, was, it, was Candyman was his, his as well? Yeah. Was he involved in that? Probably. Was, is it that or Blumhouse. I think
1: it was I think it was Candyman because that makes sense. Yeah. but
0: Yeah, I don't yeah sa- same way where he was producer, not director. Right.
1: Okay. And then lastly in these bits, Jake Schreier has signed on to direct Thunderbolts film for Marvel. So Couple things. Where do I know Jake Schreier from? And two,
0: who are the th- Thunderbolts? One, uh, Jake Schreier <laughs> is from the twenty twelve uh, film uh, "Robot and I" or "Bob and the Robot." I don't
1: remember. With that uh, at Frank all. Langella.
0: Oh, jeez. Uh... Yeah, he he's done a bunch <laughs> of TV stuff since then. Okay. This will be his first feature since. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And who are the Thunderbolts? The Thunderbolts are the ragtag group of. Not Suicide Squad, but Suicide Squad related uh, to Marvel, yeah. where they're anti-heroes, they're the bad guys, uh, but right. when a gray area uh, event is called, sure. they're the people you sit in because they're good, but they need to do bad stuff, but they're also good. All right, so they're literally the Suicide
1: Squad for Marvel. Exactly. Okay,
0: that's all I need to know. Um, <laughs> it is of note that the Thunderbolt is supposed to be, in, in essence, of Thunderbolt Ross, uh, who, recent, uh, who was played by uh, John Hurt, who recently passed away.
1: Oh, so you have to recast that role at least.
0: You may or may not have to recast the role because you can just say that this was his dying legacy. Uh, right. And this is everybody else. And this is everyone else. <laughs> and you just have the name because he was the one who put it together. Got it. Okay. Or, like, you know, like, had the plan to have, like, all these different people come together.
1: All right, cool. And then uh, that'll do it for movie news. So that means it is time for you to go through these movie thoughts. You have a lot.
0: Let's try to be brief. <laughs> I have nine thoughts. We're already at the two-hour mark. All right, let's get going right. then. So, uh first up, we're going to do a lot of catch-up here because some of the stuff came out last delicious, year delicious or earlier ketchup. this year. All right. All right, so first up, Sing 2.
1: Yeah, basically This was, sing. Uh, came out right in, last year late
0: that's like a Christmas release so finally yeah. able to watch it um I don't like to sing one except for the ending oh yeah god I hated the ending I but I like the concept of was about that stupid Seth MacFarlane mouse to my family the other day oh well we have to know there is zero <laughs> Seth MacFarlane <laughs> mouse in Sing 2 thank god <laughs>
1: I'm not gonna watch this but thank god
0: um I actually really like Sing Two. Really? I like it a whole lot better than I like Sing One. But okay. then again, I think it's because Sing One established all the character rates, so I didn't sure. need to get any of the backstories. You don't need the stupid jail shit with the gorilla. You yes. don't need any of that. Yeah, so. you don't need any of the why why don't these people yeah. like like to perform or know how to perform? You yeah. already got past that. Cool. So Good. Sing Two sends them as a troop now to Vegas inspired city to try and create a Vegas inspired show. Alright. So What I like a lot about Sing Two is that it's all that like background production stuff that I really like and get into, and not necessarily the front of house like we're singing and putting on a show together. It's we have a show, we have an act, we're trying to put it together, but we're also trying to get the big big, um, guest finale of Bono, essentially the Lion.
1: Sure, yes, that guy.
0: He plays the the Lion, so trying (laughs) to get Bono out of retirement. Um, There's a lot of interesting stuff within Sing Two. But none of it actually hits. It's like, oh, we want to tell a story about retirement mm-hmm. and coming out of retirement, but we also want a story about, like, love and like new love and getting into. This. But we also want a story about when production and CEOs, like executive producers, meddle in things. But we also want, to... yeah. But all of this pales in comparison to the one thing that I didn't like about the first thing, and they did it here at Sing Two which is uh, Matthew McConaughey's koala bear character, Buster Moon, saying, I'm going to lie to everybody, right. and hopefully it pays off in the end. Yeah. Ugh. And that's exactly what happens here in Sing two. I'm going to lie to everybody that I'm able to get this famous guy, but I have no idea if I can pull it off. Somehow, so, because I'm the main character, I'm infinite. gonna pull it off. He doesn't learn anything, he doesn't learn anything from the first movie. <laughs> ah, see, now that that's definitely what because that's so frustrating.
1: Because that's the thing, that's the problem with the, that. I have with Illumination, mm-hmm. seems like everything they do, at least everything they've done since the original, the first Despicable Me, not. I mean, like, they didn't even manage to do this in Spickle Me 2. For some reason, every single movie they put out after it's Spickle Me has the same stupid problem in it. No one learns their
0: lesson from no the one first loses movie. No one learns
1: their lesson. Like, the character arc, you're just supposed to, they just assume, like, oh, well, you like this character, right? They don't have to have an arc where they learn something. So no, that's storytelling. You have yes. to have them learn something by the end of it. Because otherwise, I don't care. And then the other thing is that they bite off way too much. They try to tell all this ensemble story. Mm-hmm. This is why one of the reasons why I didn't like seeing one is like you can't have all of these stories going at once. That we're gonna get love actually. We're gonna be like, wait a minute, what? Well, okay, we're here. All right, now and this all comes together. How somehow? It's it's they're trying so much. I don't know who their movies are for.
0: for it's too complicated with, for kids. Kids for, for short attention spans. Where they're gonna care about the character I because guess, they're on yeah. screen. I think you care about the character because they're on screen. But it's like they care it's, about the character because it's on screen. I guess, but it's and co- completely forget about like what they're doing off screen.
1: It's just so complicated. But the actual story that they're telling are always way too complicated for kids. But they're so stupid that the adults don't care either. So I don't know what they're trying to do. I I don't know. This is me saying I have real worries
0: about the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we'll get, that, that when we we'll cross get to that, that when we cross that bridge but, yeah, uh, uh, but
0: I did like the music choices in here Sure uh, if, that's just, I that's just wish that that's what this
1: was I just wish that Sing and Sing To were
0: just animals
1: singing fun songs yes. Because when they try to make you care about their stories It just falls apart for me
0: you think too hard about it, yeah. especially in a world where all the animals uh, <laughs> characters live together, yeah. and you're like, "Wait, but yeah, you're I a mean, uh, meat eater. What are you eating yeah. lot of these other people?" Because I guess if you do tell those that story, it's, it's, it becomes, becomes Zootopia, Zootopia, and yep. it's a different movie. Yep. So
1: yeah, you're right, but whatever.
0: Thing two. Yeah. Also, that came out a movie that came out on Christmas, and we couldn't watch it in time because he uh, gave us two weeks to watch it. Yeah. American Underdog, the yeah. Kurt Warner story. Yeah. How much Kurt Warner do you like? How exactly uh, Levi? Do you very like? little, turns out. Uh, so, American Underdog. As much as I wanted to be about uh, Kurt Warner being on the Rams, <laughs> that's literally only about maybe 15 minutes oh, of this wow. film. Okay. Because by the time he gets to the Rams, <laughs> story's it's, over. One story's over because, like, we all know what happens after that. <laughs> so, the bulk of American Underdog is the thing that happens. Before he gets picked up by the Rams, uh-huh. everything that happens from between when he's in college at uh, Northern Iowa, I believe, uh, like a D three school, trying to get into the draft, and then, basic, and then coming to play arena football, mm-hmm. and being picked up from arena football. Got it. So it's Kurt Warner's story before he made it in the NFL, and that's is what American Underdog is. I mean. It interesting. Do I care <laughs> if I know where it's gonna end? Yeah, maybe not. Um, is it interesting? I mean, it it is more about like who he is as a person, and it does go into those Christian values. Oh well, yeah, I know. This is
1: this is a movie that you put out and you slap the fucking um, the Dove seal of the
0: what's Ooh, the group? But like, the Christian family, family something. Group? I forget what
1: it's called, but yeah, it's that thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, I wanted there to be more football. Not a whole lot of football, <laughs> but that's just me. I, I came for football, and you gave me sob story yeah. of Kurt Warner, the sob story. Yeah. Is it? I mean, yeah. I'm glad I know more about this, but at the same time, <laughs> because I know where it ended, do I really? I mean, I guess that's the story. Most of the story that you're supposed to get out of this is, if you don't make it do people really care about how you got there? Mm-hmm. So it's good in that aspect, but that's not all it's good for, is saying that yeah. you can push yourself, you can try hard, and as long as you believe in yourself, you can make it to your goals. But <laughs> you gotta want it. I can't want it for you. <laughs> Clearly no one in this film wanted it for him either, because they keep telling him time and time again, you should just like quit and try something else. No one wants it for him. Except yeah. for Kurt Warner. He wanted it.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and as is. long as you can believe in yourself and God. And God. <laughs> then you can become the great American underdog. <laughs> well, good for him, I guess. It worked out for Kurt Warner. Why can't it work out for you? Not God. No not enough God. Not enough God. Alright, let's move on. Not, not enough getting down on your knees and praying. I guess not, I guess so. Alright. Alright. Um I think that's all that came out last year. So let's get this movie that came out this year. Yeah, that's what this podcast is for. Yeah, recent stuff. Yeah. Like The Lost City uh, with Sandra yeah, Bullock and uh, Oh, wait, one, one last uh, film that did come out last year. Yes. I didn't really watch it, but I saw enough people on the plane watch it, and that is The House of gucci Okay. And I will say that is definitely a plane movie because. <laughs> It's long enough for your entire plane uh-huh. ride, yeah. and you literally can't go anywhere to see to see anything else. That's funny. Even when they sex scenes involved and people shooting people, and you're like, and you, I think plenty of people do this the exact same scene. You look around and like, you don't know, it's watching my screen here. <laughs> but yeah, if you really wanted to watch The House of Gucci, it's definitely a plane movie because yeah, what else are you gonna do on a plane I besides? Guess,
1: yeah,
0: and it's it's long enough. To distract you from the fact that you're on a plane. Yeah. I don't know if it's engaging enough. <laughs> yeah, we'll literally, see. six other people around me were, like, watching The House of Gucci. I'm like, you really want to watch The House of Gucci? I know it's a five-hour flight. <laughs> and The movie's, like, three hours. So, I guess that's at least when you know you're done. You're at least halfway there.
1: Yeah. You to so, you. <laughs> you to <do> you. <laughs> but anyways,
0: yes. The Lost city. Anyways, yeah. The Lost city. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. And Brad Pitt. Sure. In here as well. Um... This thing want has stuff in it that's actually good.
1: <laughs> that's one way to phrase it.
0: Like, there's enough stuff in here to, to like have good chemistry, good romance story. Uh, but at the end of the day, it doesn't want the two lead characters to be romantically involved. Sure. It does like, it does enough to say they're just co-workers. She's the, she's the novelist and he's the cover model. He's trying to prove that he's more than just a pretty face on the book. Mm. She's trying to prove that her, her love for her dead husband expanded more than just her love of writing these romance novel books. That it was actually based off a real treasure that her late husband was trying to uh, unravel. And it's mm. kind of like her swan song, her last book. Until Daniel Radcliffe comes along and says, this book is real. I need you to actually come and solve this actual mystery for me. (laughs) And that's how they get up into this Lost City kind of narrative, because he essentially kidnaps her, Sandra Bullock, and Channing Tatum just decides, you know what, I want to go rescue her, because I'm more than just everyone saying I'm cover model muscle meat. Right. And yet, hilarity ensues as they try, (laughs) and as uh, Channing Tatum tries to rescue her, But standard Bullock wants to solve the actual mystery of the Mm -hmm. lost city. Mm -hmm. Uh, It does a cheesy thing. Spoilers that love was the journey we made along the way. (laughs) The true love was in us all. The true treasure was the love we made along the way between each other. (laughs) Um, It tries to do that. And it really tries to make you care about these characters. And it really tries to make you care about this like ancient city lost love story. But at the end of the day, I really didn't care. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good elements in here that I really liked that maybe with a better chemistry sure. could have worked. But not here with Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock. <laughs> oh well. Good effort. I see why they signed off for the script. It's a good script. But the chemistry between your two main characters needs to be actual chemistry incompatible and not just Hollywood names because we need to sell right, tickets here. Right,
1: Well, oh
0: well. Oh well. Um, next up. Next up. Oh, uh, speaking of things that came out last year, I forgot. I finally <laughs> watched No Time to Die. Yeah. Bond.
1: That is up on um, Amazon. Amazon now.
0: Yep. Um, yeah, I forgot that I watched this and because I should have seen this in theaters. I think it deserved to be seen in theaters. The mm-hmm. it on a plane didn't feel like it did justice. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. That's not a plane
0: movie. It's not a plane movie, but it was where I was able to watch it and had time to watch it. Um, because, if you recall, this is a movie I was supposed to see in theaters. I was good in seeing theaters. I had plans to play a scene in theaters. And then I was supposed to see it with my doctor. And my doctor never got around to watching it with right. me. Um, heartfelt thing going on here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah. No time to die no time to see it on a plane. That's definitely should have been a, a thing I've watched in movie theaters. Maybe i think I watch it in the comfort of my own home, not strapped watching the yeah. tiny screen.
1: Big, bombastic Bond movie. You want that 5.1 blaring.
0: <clears throat> yeah. You also uh, want something that makes a more memorable, more comfortable experience. Sure. It is longer. <clears throat> uh, it is the finale of James Bond. As or it,
1: Daniel Craig.
0: Or Daniel Craig. It does give it the big finale yeah, of yeah. it. Um, it's a good send off. I think overall, as a whole, it's going to be remembered as a really good okay. um, James Bond. All right. Even though, like, overall, you do have, like, Quantum Solace and kind of Spectre yeah, squeezed I, in the lure. I
1: was going to say, how does this compare to Casino Royale, which is, of course, the quintessential uh, Craig Bond?
0: Better than Casino Royale, not oh, as good as Skyfall. Oh,
1: okay. I haven't seen <laughs> Skyfall. Uh, oh, that's
0: why. Okay. Yeah, Skyfall's better. All right. I like but Casino Royale. I don't think you can get as high as Skyfall. Sure. Uh but it does its best and I think it does do a good justice of ending that whole um Daniel Craig James Bond saga. Oh, very cool.
1: I might check that out. will see.
0: Uh Elsewhere. Elsewhere also came out earlier this year. Uncharted with Tom Holland.
1: Yes, based on the video game series. Based on the video game
0: series. Now this is a lot of issues. <laughs> if you thought Lost City, I had problems with Lost City. Yeah. We'll oh, boy. Line. Uncharted is just a bunch of wazoo up the wazoo, being very <laughs> uh, Goonies inspired. Sure. Even though it's inspired off the video game.
1: Right. But so, even the video game, Uncharted, was a pastiche of all sorts of influences. Yes. Indiana Jones and stuff like that. So this, of course, feels like a puzzle piece they got a bunch of puzzle pieces put together.
0: Ah, but here's the biggest puzzle piece. Uh-huh. Your MacGuffin is split up into two MacGuffins. Oh. That only works when they're both combined together. Okay. Because the separation in order to hide the treasure. But when you bring them both together, sure. not only they do they unlock the one puzzle piece that you have here, but they also need to be used separately, tangentially, on a separate puzzle piece. So, it begs the question, which came first? The puzzle... <laughs> the key or the map that to make it all mm, work together.
1: Yeah, I don't know. They're all made at the same time. They yes, can't be all made at the
0: same time because they all take place at different <laughs> points across the globe. Well, then I don't
1: know. I'm no archaeologist.
0: And neither is Tom Holland. <laughs> <laughs> is Uncharted. No, he's here you to know. shoot people if I know anything about Uncharted. Uh, he barely shoots people. It's like, it not Uncharted really movie, then. It's not really an Uncharted movie. <laughs> Because he does more, like, parkouring and running around and, like, hand-to-hand uh, combat than actual gun gun yeah, fights. Okay. Um, Is the action all right? The action set pieces are fine. Okay. Like, it, it makes you... Like, I like the action set pieces. It's everything in between <laughs> that basically forces the characters that we need you to get to here. So we're going to force you to get to here. <laughs> Even in, like, the most random possible way. Uh-huh. It's it's like someone took the best like cinematic moments of Uncharted, and then had to scribble a line that says how they're connected. Yeah. It doesn't work um, as a whole kind of film, and it, I don't even know if I want to see a sequel to this. No, it's pretty yeah. bad. Huh. Okay. I had hopes for this movie. I
1: heard some mixed things. I, it seems like, yeah, it depends on what you're coming in for it. Like, it seems like those who just completely just ignore the story seem to be having fun with it.
0: Like I said, it's it's fun for, like, the set pieces. Sure. Because that's where all the money looks like it's poured into, the yeah, set pieces. I mean, that's what that. But when you're trying to connect your set pieces, yeah. that's when it falls apart, because S- you're basically duct taping um, this thing together.
1: So how do you think this... Uh, this uh, How do you think that the effect of this movie on you has uh, prepared you for future Sony video game adaptations? Because we just had that story a couple weeks ago about Uh, they're doing several more. I know. This is not stopping anytime soon.
0: This is not uh, a good foreboding of what (laughs) Sony could do.
1: Yeah, I guess not.
0: Oh, well. We'll see. We'll see. see. I'm not too excited about Sony stuff so far. Maybe we should just stick to video games and TV production. (laughs) All right. What else? All right. Uh, so, now let's go to Netflix stuff. Okay. Because I also watched some Netflix stuff. Yes. Uh, movie I was going to talk about a lot later, but now it's kind of out of its cultural zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. Senior year.
1: Yeah. Is... Rebel Wilson. Yeah, this. Uh,
0: so, I have a problem with the... Senior year and how she gets into the coma because something like this actually happened at my school and did not paralyze the person, did not put him in the coma, it actually killed the person. Yikes, not
1: good.
0: So senior year um, starts off as uh, Rebel Wilson's character is a cheerleader um, for uh, for the pep rally before prom, before she could be prom prom queen and basically fulfill her destiny of being prom queen in high school in 2002. She is sent into a coma from a cheerleading accident, falling and hitting her head, and going into a coma mm. for twenty years. Oh, okay. Waking up in twenty
1: twenty two. Aha.
0: So from here, it transitions to her going back to high school because oh, it's a back to school situation. I'm going back to school yes. because I never graduated high school. Right. And I woke up. Like right when I left off, <laughs> um, yeah. basically, when I wanted to come, I had a month of school left. Hey, there's a month of school Still left now. Due, yeah. Let me go back to school as a like 37 year old now, <laughs> yeah. even though like everyone around me is 17, right? Uh, so I'm and trying and be the cool, popular person, although here's the caveat everything's changed, everything's changed because high school in 2022. It's not what was it two thousand two. Yep, Uh, having lived experiences through it, (laughs) i have changed. (laughs) Uh, But okay, so the crux of this film is that everyone that I went to high school with never got out of the high school mode. Sure. My best friend, uh, John Wilson's best friend, um, never left high school because she's now the principal. Oh, jeez. My other best friend never left high school because he's now the librarian. (laughs) The person I was chasing after never really left high school because they ended up dating and marrying my rival from high school, Uh my cheerleading rival from high school, Uh and now their kid is going to the exact (laughs) same high school sure, and is also a senior in high school, Uh which if you map that timeline out, means that they got married and had the kid... Uh, roughly five years after, uh-huh. but uh, look, timeline, checks, timeline out. checks out. But <laughs> the, the jock still has feelings for Robert Wilson's character, uh-huh. even though he's clearly married and has a oh, kid no. with the rival character. Right. Uh-oh. But, you know, it's okay because she's just been in a coma, so for her, like she's still pining over him because that's all she knows. He is still pining over because he's the love that never happened because she was in a coma for 20 years and never went to go visit her. Mm-hmm. And therefore, uh, you should think that he doesn't have any more feeling for her because he is married and has a kid <laughs> with someone else. Yeah. Oh, well. But this is all like high school drama and built up because it is high school drama for the sake of high school drama. And even like the adults in the room, huge quotes around right. that, still act like they're in high school. Yeah. After a Party did this better. Sure, yes, but... In a different coming from a different approach coming from a different approach but yeah. when you're still doing the I want to relive my high school days
1: right thing
0: like it's hard not to compare it's hard not to compare sure this new year is terrible
1: <laughs>
0: alright I'm not getting into the whole controversy about how Kelly Clarkson's um, hit winning song is in this when it shouldn't have been recorded before that's a whole <laughs> separate issue fair
1: enough
0: uh, yeah because she won American Idol with her song but Won it at the end of 2002, and they're playing it if promise is it, at the beginning of 2002. It's fine, it's whatever. Who cares, <laughs> anyways? I didn't like senior year if mean, you couldn't tell.
1: Yeah, I mean, you don't have to watch it, turns out. Uh,
0: but what I did watch, Jackass 4.5,
1: yeah, and the time-hardened tradition of them putting out, um,
0: 0.5 behind yeah, the scenes, extra, extra footage from plinage. the
1: previous theatrical release, and this yep. is what this is.
0: That's exactly what this is because there's a lot of interviews. And it goes into the behind-the-scenes stuff of, well, we shot this. Mm. We might as well put it on here because we have extra footage of it. It was also behind-the-scenes of, here's how we chose and decided who else to become part of the new Jackass crew. Here's all the extra yeah. footage that we saw of us pranking them. Here's the stuff that was too grunchy <laughs> and didn't make the cut for the actual theatrical thing. Uh. And it's combined with the sit-down interviews of the Jackass crew explaining, like, how they actually got Jackass made. Like, oh, we just wanted to do one-off thing real quick to see if we could do it. I had an itch to do it. And before we knew it, we were shooting the whole thing. And then the pandemic happened, so we had to work around that. Right, right So right. it's a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff that I like to enjoy. Sure. You may not like to enjoy it. You may <laughs> just want to see these people being jackasses. Pun Literally. intended. Literally. Literally. Um, and doing all these pranks with each other. But if you like behind-the-scenes stuff, I know. I know I like my behind-the-scenes stuff. <laughs> Four, Jackass 4.5 is for you. It's available on Netflix. All right, there you go. All right, two more. Two more. Whoa, I'm almost done here. Yeah, because okay. Keep going here. Uh, it's like a half hour of just me rambling about thoughts here. <laughs> <laughs> we knew that that was going to happen. We knew that was going to be the case. <laughs> uh, uh, as such, I'm going to hustle through to the next one. And that's Adam, Sandler, Adam Sandler's new film on Netflix called Hustle. Or you could watch Jerry Maguire. Oh, is it just that? It's Jerry Maguire, but for basketball. Oh, okay. Uh, It's the Golden Arm, but for basketball. Ah. It's uh, Adam Sandler's character is a on-the-road scout for the European League, and he works for the 76ers uh, NBA team, -hmm. where it's his job to be on the road scouting these... um, Alternative NBA leagues in the European and in Europe to find and draft the next players to be a part of the uh, 76ers. Uh It's his job, he's a scout until he gets the job opportunity to become the assistant head coach. Thanks to uh, the general manager and thanks to the owner who's seen all the hard work he's put in. And then the owner dies. Oops! And the new owner and the owner's son takes over. Doesn't really like Adam Sandler's character, so he demotes him. And yet, you could have seen this coming a mile away because this is basically Rocky.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm sorry. This is Rocky (laughs) Three, not Rocky One or Rocky Two. Sure. This is specifically Rocky Three because there are so many goddamn montages in this (laughs) thing. So Adam Sandler's character finds the. Unknown unicorn basketball player in Spain, and wants to bring him over, mm-hmm. but can't really get interviews because um, the new owner doesn't like him. So he's going to be going to manage this guy and train him to play and be better, be the best person he can be, so he can be drafted by the N- NBA. And that's what it is. It's Rocky meets uh, uh, Jerry Maguire meets Golden Arm where he's Adam Sandler's character is trying to get a new kid a shot in the NBA draft, but also he's being pushed around and gets cut by the team, so you have drama in there. It's very formulaic. I think this is the reason they said it in Philadelphia, so you can get that kind of rocky sense sure. to it. And like I said, there's like two separate montages that are about 15 minutes each, that accumulate for a third of this runtime. Oh wow. If you like your montages. Yes.
1: <laughs> and you're, yeah. you like
0: your basketball, there's a lot of good basketball stuff in here, especially like different players and links and odds and stuff. Okay. But at the end of the day, it's Rocky esque with uh Adam Sandler in it. Alright. Alright.
1: Things
0: could be potentially interesting depending on what you're in for. In terms of like sports movies? It's a lot better than, say, like American Underdog because you actually get more sports in it. Yeah. So if you're going for a sports movie and you want sports in it, see Hustle. Yeah. If you wanted more more basketball in Winning Time. Yes. <laughs> here you go. Anyway. Anyways, that's on Netflix. Okay. I'm going to go through five minutes here. All right. <sighs> on Top Gun: colon, Maverick. I have heard a lot
1: about this movie. I have heard Both all sorts good of and things. bad? Uh, mostly good. I feel like a lot of people enjoy this thing. Um, So,
0: how was it? It was good. Okay. It was really good. Alright. It was so good, (laughs) we tried to look up times to see it again. Wow! Okay. This thing deserves to be seen in theaters. If I missed out on No Time to Die in theaters, because it was good Mm. and should be seen on a big screen, Top Gun Maverick does that. It deserves to be seen on a big screen. The fire jets, the loud, the action, the roaring. It starts off with Danger Zone and flying off. It knows why you're here. It knows why you're here. It gives it to you in the first 10 minutes of the opening credits saying, we know why you're here. You want fire pilots. You want the Danger Zone. We're giving it to you right here, right now. Yeah. And then it transitions right into uh, Top Gun, right into the Maverick character of Tom Cruise, and it becomes Tom Cruise's movie and Tom Cruise gets pulled right back in. He's got to train the new these new set of top gun top of their class elite crew recruits on a super dangerous mission of a speed run that only Tom Cruise can perform uh-huh. because he's a Maverick. Yes. He lives life on the edge. He goes <laughs> way past the regulated yes. um cautionary cautions put in place for not just the aircraft but also for the airspeed, but also for how high you're supposed to be off the ground. All these regulations are put in place. We need Maverick to teach all these kids to essentially throw out the rule books and become Mavericks. That's the only way they're going to make it in and out of this mission alive.
1: Because he has the need.
0: The The need need for for speed. For ridiculously (laughs) stupid ass (laughs) stunts. Yes, it's true. The need to put your life on the line to complete the mission and come home. Yeah. And come home yes. because that is the point that Tom Cruise drives uh, into John Hamm's character. Which, by the way, John Hamm, just do military roles for the rest of your life, screw everything else, <laughs> just do military roles. You're just basically built for it at this point, yeah. Um, but yeah, Tom Cruise is that's why they brought Tom Cruise in because the goal is to complete the mission and come home safely, and Tom Cruise is just crazy enough to do it to teach <laughs> these kids how to be crazy enough to do it right. so that you can come home. Yeah. And I really love this movie. Yeah,
1: I've heard nothing but good
0: things. This is nothing but good things. Yeah. If you like Top Gun, you're going to love Top Gun Remember. Now, the big question is, did this film need to come out 35 years later? <laughs> because, yeah, first one came out in, what, 86? So yeah, this is like 35 years later. The answer is no. It <laughs> couldn't come out 10 years ago. It could have come out probably 15 years ago. Yeah, because the way it's based off of we need these recruits to do the mission has nothing to do with now like 2021. Yeah, like it could have come out 10 years ago because that's when drone pilots and the and drones were basically coming into common knowledge uh, that the military owns all of this stuff and that right. uh, we no longer lead. Fire the pilots to do everything because we can just send drones, unmanned drones, and they can do it without risking the pilot's life. We're just risking military dollars. But that's why you need Top Gun Maverick because there's stuff that a pilot can do that you can't teach a drone. They can't <laughs> just fly. You got to have a pilot in the seat. It's not about the plane, it's about the pilot. <laughs> going into an accent there. Oh, Top Gun's going deeper into the accent there. Oh. <laughs> Same with Miles Teller, because he's also in this thing. Sure. That may or may not be a caveat for this thing, because yeah. uh, people may, uh, know uh, on this podcast, I have disdain for Miles Teller. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, not just for his on camera antics, but mainly for his off-camera antics. For sure,
1: yes. Uh, so do you need to have seen the
0: first one to enjoy this? Yes. yes. Yes? Okay. Yes. All right. Because, spoiler, in case you couldn't realize it, from based off the posters, Miles Teller is Goose's son, uh, it does fill in a lot of gaps in between the years in sure. terms of dialogue. Of like, oh, like he became a pilot. Why does he have a disdain for Maverick now? Like, should he like raise him as a son or not? Uh, that's like spoilers and stuff of like why they hate each other. But just going in that they hate yeah, each other, okay, yeah. you'll figure it out. Yeah, if you can't figure it out by the first ten minutes of them interacting, then like clearly like you're paying attention to something else because yeah. this film just sits you in the pilot seat. It says, hey, we're going to take you for a ride. There's a lot of fire jet stuff going on. Apparently they filmed like 800 hours of them just (laughs) flying around, whizzing everywhere. It's great. Whizzing everywhere? Yeah, whizzing. Whizzing (laughs) past each other. Oh, oh. Oh, in the planes. In the planes. (laughs) Sorry. Yes, they were kind of whizzing. Whizzing, whirring, and blurry. This is a fun-ass fun film. This will be your dad's favorite film of the year. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is the dad movie this of the year. This is the dad sure. movie of the year. Yeah.
1: Well, cool.
0: Um, you can also see a lot of uh, Tom Cruise's hands in producing all this. Yeah. Because he wanted to make this thing right. And, God damn it, he made this thing right.
1: Well, cool. That's great news. I am excited to watch this once it hits streaming.
0: Oh, come I don't on. I think I'm going to see it
1: in the theater. I'm sorry. It's it Burgers was already
0: pushing it for us.
1: I don't know if I'm ready to do it again.
0: It's a fun ass fun movie. <laughs> it's a movie I like. I said you need the twelve point one surround sound. Just just Dolby <laughs> IMAX. Throw it all in your face, rumbling everywhere. Well, I'm halfway way a, there
1: with Dolby Atmos at home. So there's
0: a shot in this film where you're sitting behind the fire jet engine, and then it goes on. You see it go on. You hear it go on. And that sound just pushes you back in your oh, seat. Man. And I'm right. like, yes, this is what I'm here for. You
1: got see that in D Box.
0: Yes. <laughs> you go find a D Box theater.
1: <laughs> Do they still exist? Probably. Probably. Hey. All
0: right. I went over time. Yeah, but fine. That's okay.
1: We even got a killer note to end Tom, the podcast. Top Gun on. Maverick. My Top Gun Maverick gets the Media Boat Podcast seal of approval.
0: Seal of approval. Go see it in Let's theater. It. it is that good. Um, yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, Lady Gaga. Love your song in this thing. That motif just plays throughout everything. Love it. Love it. Love it. I, there's a lot of good Did stuff it. to say about it. Did it.
1: Take your breath away. Uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's so, songs, hold your hand. Yes. Yeah. I know. I know that was a joke. Yes. All right. Well, that's it then for movies. And that will do it then for the Media Boat Podcast this week. Thank you so much for joining us on this long, thoughts-filled episode. We will be back next week for hopefully a shorter, less thoughts-filled episode of the Media Boat Podcast where we will catch you up on all of the news and thoughts in the week that happened. We'll be back live for you on Saturday, so stay tuned. If you want to tune into that, you can go see our video podcast on YouTube. Search YouTube Media Book Podcast and you'll find us. If you want to listen to a more traditional audio version of the podcast, you can do that as well on audio podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can search Media Boat Podcast and find us, as well as our archive of all the episodes we've done in the past. You can also find us on social media channels like Twitter, where our handle is at Media Facebook, where you can search Media Boat Podcast and find our page. And if you want to email us questions, comments, feedback about the show, you want to hear your question read out loud, whatever your intent is, you can email us at mediaboatpodcast at
0: gmail.com.
1: That will do it. Thank you for joining us. Have a great week, and we will be back right here next time, next week.
0: Yep, next week with a lot less thoughts, but more, a lot games, more biz. All right, look forward to it. Bye. All right, bye. bye.